0: That's how the assets take control. Hello and welcome to episode number 127 of Grumpy Old Ben's for Friday, January 15th, 2021. I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac, where I am ready for the bloviating to begin, Billy Bones. Yes, I am.
1: And from America's left coast, where Silicon Valley's self-awareness is asymptotically, asymptotically approaching zero i'm ryan pemrose
0: easy for you to say billy bones says we bloviate i don't know do we bloviate uh
1: i I, um i heard the best description of it on no agenda show yesterday where john c devorek said quote it's like our show if we were gas bags
0: was he talking about us
1: no he he actually used the phrase uh uh right-wing conspiracy shows oh well that's not us (laughs) and and Adam clarified, oh, they're the people who say, I think a lot on their show.
0: We are from the right. Which, we're from the left. We I don't know. We never think that's well. It, yeah, that's not us. We assert. We, yes. We never want to think on the show. That could be dangerous for your mental yeah, health.
1: But thinking leads to independent conclusions and that violates the narrative entirely. We can't have that.
0: Absolutely. But it's Friday. So it's a good day. We've had a fun week of. Social media excitement, which we talked about on Monday with our buddy Larry of that Larry show and thanks again for joining us, Larry. It is always fun to talk to that guy
1: yeah it, it, it since we talked to larry the the machine, as expected, has just charged on and created all kinds of like everything we laughed about back then is now old news, and there's all <laughs> fresh new things to laugh at now
0: well, it's interesting because Twitter seems to be there was a leaked tape. Of Jack Dorsey talking to, I mean, obviously on a Zoom call or something, but talking to people at Twitter about where they're going moving forward, that this is a much bigger thing, which it's obvious, I think, to anybody following, this is bigger than just Donald Trump or what is happening on one particular day or one particular short period of time. And it's interesting. I mean, I didn't check today. But I thought Twitter stock wasn't doing very well this week. I mean, a lot of the social media stocks weren't because, well, the market doesn't like any kind of uh, instability. And I think this is a major instability moving forward. I think Twitter now realizes they've been caught in the hypocrisy vein because they've let people like the you know Ayatollah in Iran and Chinese leaders say all sorts of crazy, hateful things about, you know, totally wiping out certain people. And that was fine. But Donald Trump posting a video saying, go home, don't be violent. Well, you know, that that had to be pulled.
1: I mean, you, you would think at some point we'd reach uh, uh, some kind of a, a critical mass of hypocrisy where the entire platform implodes. And I'm looking for it. Uh, the, the big Twitter story I brought today is out of a little place called Uganda, which, uh, is a country most people haven't heard of, but let's suffice it to say it's, it's a place where they have, uh, their own government. It's, uh, not, not a particularly nice government, but, um, they don't want to be controlled by Silicon Valley corporations. Who knew? I don't either. Um, uh, the ruling candidate in Uganda, or the, the ruling president in Uganda, who is, uh, was at the time of this story, I think the election was Wednesday, um, on, on par to take his sixth term. Um, it, it I mean, everything I see looks like a real banana republic. I'm sure that the, the stories on the ground are, much more nuanced than what you can get in any kind of media. But for a lot of this background, I went to Al Jazeera, which is at least a little bit more honest than CNN. Sad, um, but true. And, uh, so, uh, Yauri Museveni was, uh, the ruling party candidate who was going for his sixth term in, in what I'm sure were totally fair and open elections, uh, probably used dominion software. um, he was going against a candidate called bobby wine who was a popular singer and entertainer who entered politics uh and became a uh populist opposition candidate um so in as one does when one has controlled the government for decades and is used to getting one's way uh somehow uh, in fact during a radio interview uh bobby wine was jailed um, in fact, the the last quote on the radio show, which well, went viral, was: "I have to end the interview because I can see soldiers beating my security guards."
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good sign. That's a good sign for you. You're going to be very soon. You're going to have to walk away from that so, microphone.
1: So yeah, um, I mean, he, I, I I don't think that yeah people say Trump is some kind of dictator, but all I'm saying is is he didn't jail Joe Biden during the campaign admittedly didn't have to joe was kind of jailing himself in his basement or whatever
0: <laughs> right, right self-imposed. Uh, so anyways
1: after after the populist candidate was jailed uh riots ensued over 50 people were killed in clashes with the police in the capital city alone in the two months leading up to the election um <laughs> Uh, The U.N. Secretary General Guterres called this one of the bloodiest election campaigns in decades. So there's a lot going on here that, of course, we never hear about in the West. And uh, that's sad because this is fascinating stuff. Um, Al Jazeera concluded with the uh, understated statement. Ugandan polls are often marred by allegations of rigging. The country has never seen a peaceful transfer of power since independence from Britain in 1962. Well, it's been a while. Okay. So that's, that's the background. What we've got here is, is a place where, uh, democracy is the thin veneer pasted over some, some real political strife. Okay. Um, so what, why, why does that matter here in the West? Well, um, three days before the election, Twitter, uh, decided in the interest of not leaving well enough alone that they were going to inject some of their own democracy slash bias slash whatever um i'm not passing a judgment on whether or not you should support president yaori museveni or the challenger bobby wine but twitter decided to ban several accounts three days before the election who were all in favor of museveni um this is uh this is what in in america at least in 2016 we might have called uh election meddling well, and, uh, Museveni, who was not really interested in having some kind of foreign power, uh, fuck with his election, decided that, uh, if, if Twitter is not going to be neutral in our election, um, we're going to block Twitter. So Museveni, uh, and, and, and let it not be said, he is a total dictator, uh, also banned, uh, he banned Twitter, Facebook, WhatsApp, Signal, Viber, and over 100 VPNs. Just strong armed all the ISPs in the country to say you are not allowed to go to any of these sites or send anyone ever.
0: Which makes Um, sense. I mean, and I covered this on random thoughts. I didn't know what led up to it. I mean, I saw the the Twitter response.
1: Yeah, the story about Twitter's response was everywhere, but uh I decided to dig in because it was fascinating what led up to it and why they did that. I'm not even convinced that Twitter is in the wrong for believing that this Museveni is a piece of shit. But they're they're fucking around in someone's election so anyways uh yeah every single podcast out there covered the rest of it because it was uh twitter's response was absolutely fascinating um you know the the reason given by museveni was quote the arrogance of american social media companies meddling in our election which don't disagree um he said That social channel you're talking about, if it's going to operate in Uganda, it should be used equitably by everybody who wants to use it. If you want to take sides against the ruling party, then that group will not operate in Uganda. Little heavy handed? Maybe. But seriously, I'm just saying shouldn't have not neutral. What is Twitter doing? Trying to censor one side. I don't know. Right. So the thing they do here. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, read between the lines. This is exactly what Twitter does in the United States too. But Museveni was, he was no Trump. He was not going to magnanimously take all the punches. He was going to ban Twitter. So the thing that was reported on every podcast, including random thoughts, which I'm sure that you gave, uh, I, I haven't actually listened to your one this week and now I wish I had, uh, but I, I'm sure that you gave a complete, uh, the awesome, Tear down of what they said, but I'm just going to read their quotes from the global policy team. Um, ahead of the Ugandan election, we're hearing reports that internet service providers are being ordered to block social me- media and messaging apps. We strongly condemn internet shutdowns. They are hugely harmful, violate basic human rights and the principles of the open internet. Access to information and freedom of expression, including the public conversation on Twitter is never more important than during democratic processes, particularly elections. Ironic, isn't it? It's the the hypocrisy is is reaching critical mass. <laughs> it is,
0: it is, and that's what I pointed out again. I didn't know what had led up to Uganda cutting off the services, and this kind of makes sense. It's like I'm kind of wondering if the guy in charge, you know, to to Twitter is their Trump, you know, so we have to quiet him down. But then, no, we want everybody else to speak, kind of like they're doing here, because this isn't just. Something that's happened to one person in President Trump. This happened to a lot of people that were putting out anything. I mean, I won't say anything conservative, but anything questioning the election from the conservative side seems to be the uh the major hot button issue. And it's just an aside for a moment for everybody listening live, because there are some questions coming in on no agenda social. The IRC, the chat room that's used, was completely upgraded last night by the great Mark Von Dyke. There's still some weirdness going on in the web interface. If you go to noagendastream.com to access, it's not taking you into the no agenda room. It's taking you into like a Kiwi.room or something. So once you log in, you need to do the command slash join no agenda, and then you'll be in the no agenda troll room. So there's some updates going on. Always updates are always fun, but
1: I, I can go ahead and type that command into the troll room so people can read Oh Oh, <laughs> yeah,
0: they, they wouldn't be in the troll room then. That's the, although I guess we should join the room. That is actually, if somebody could do that, join yeah, the somebody room ought to, to keep somebody with.
1: ought to join that room so that they can <laughs> direct people.
0: Yes. Everybody that comes in be like over here, just be the traffic cop. Send them over yeah. here, over here, over here, which is, I mean, Twitter is kind of acting like the traffic cop of, Oh, You're a conservative. Well, no, you go into this dark hole. Oh, you're a liberal. Well, then here, feel free to go say whatever you want. So it's interesting to see this going on in other countries because this is what one of the things we've pointed out with all social media, Twitter included is it doesn't just exist in the country you're in. And I know we all live in bubbles to a certain extent. And this kind of stuff is going on everywhere, which is why it's interesting to see. Some um, quite liberal leaders out there, you know, including Angela Merkel and the president of Mexico. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but both of those have come out going like, "Um, turning off the president of the United States, not a yeah. good idea." And I'm, I'm thinking it could just be self-serving because they're like, "Yeah,"
1: because just <laughs> like Muse- Museveni from Uganda, um, they know that it could happen to them.
0: Yes. Yeah. And it's like, this is it. They could be coming for you next. So there's either a open and free Internet or there isn't. We all understand that there have to be some limitations. I mean, anybody that is out and out calling for violence, you know, if somebody posted on whatever social media it may be, which is, you know, take up arms and let's go assassinate whoever, then that should probably be removed. But Anything, you know, there's some moderation. Okay. Questioning things like, was the election valid? No, that should be allowed to stay. Now let's go hang Mike Pence. Then you might start thinking that, okay, maybe I'm okay with a little bit of moderation, but I don't even know how you deal with the vast range of things that you can get. And how many people use things, you know, words in completely different ways, meaning, you know, I, I've heard from people all the time that are just like, dude, I'm going to kill you, man. And that could be like, oh, you just bought him a nice present, you know, and that's the reaction. Like, dude, why'd you do that? I'm going to kill you. But it's like they don't really mean it. So how do you deal with context when it comes to social media?
1: I don't know. I know we're down a rabbit hole now. Well, it it It's a worthwhile rabbit hole to go down over and over again because people need to hear this shit. Because Uh, it is,
0: yeah. You have to look at things logically. I
1: I mean, I think most people are are vaguely aware that uh, big corporations are messing with your head. I I don't think that I I, even the people who are uh, you know generally diehard believe everything that they see on CNN are at least aware of a thing called advertising that's trying to change their minds about a product or something. They're they're generally aware that. Uh, You know, maybe the things that the algo is putting in front of me or, you know, honestly, I believe that most people are uh totally they they are on board with the idea that big tech is trying to propagandize you and mess with your head. And most people seem to have the mistaken belief that it's not affecting them because I'm aware of it and I'm strong. And no, there are psychologists who've been doing this for far longer than you've been aware of it who are very 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 good at their jobs and when you expose yourself to this media it, it i mean when you look into the abyss the abyss looks also into you it it <laughs> is affecting you in ways that most people are not sophisticated enough to understand and and that's that's human nature that's why these psychologists who work for Facebook get paid the big bucks is to make sure that the algorithm can change people in ways that don't cause them to leave the platform <laughs> right uh, the, the, the thing that really uh, very few people, I think, really accept is in, in the day where everybody is trying to mess with your head. Um, it, one huge tip off, I just don't think people are catching is the information that is being suppressed. The harder that someone in authority tries to suppress a piece of information. The more likely it is that it's either completely true and damaging to them or completely damaging to them and slightly true. Cause in both cases, I, I, what I'm getting at and I'm, I'm apparently waffling around my point is, uh, why are social media companies censoring things about election fraud? Why, uh, censoring things about Hunter Biden, censoring everything that could possibly turn any kind of public opinion against Joe Biden so hard that you can't even see it on TV, you can't see it on Facebook, you can't see it on Twitter, you can't see it anywhere, and they are destroying social networks where people are allowed to see it. Right. Why are they pushing so hard? Well, either it is very true and slightly damaging, or it's very damaging and slightly true, or both.
0: (laughs) Probably all of the above. And that is the problem when the people that do control the speech, and there's no question about it, this is how a vast majority of people communicate now, when the people that control the speech have a political bias that they will act upon. And as you said, everybody's got a bias. And even if you don't think you're affected by it, you are. And that maybe is also a problem with social media that maybe some of these people that are in charge of this at sites like Twitter are like, no, no, I'm completely rational and I'm not treating one side unfairly and believe it. And that's also a scary concept to look into because the end results are a little
1: bit different than that. But it's, and it's a peak of hubris to think, oh, I know that these companies are propagandizing me, but I'm not affected. Yeah.
0: And this is the question that once all of the communications are done on sites like this, you're right. A bigger problem, I think, uh, than, you know, just censoring words or, you know, putting people in the little timeout bin if they say something you don't like. And, you know, there's one thing which is kind of how we deal with it. On The no agenda troll room is a vast majority of people. If they break the rule, you kick them and then 60 seconds are allowed to come back in and join the conversation. It's just a very simple like, hey, don't do that. And you're immediately
1: back. It's like it's like swatting your dog on the nose. Yeah. When Twitter
0: decides, though, to ban or shadow ban or do any of this stuff. It's not for a minute. It's usually for a day or a week. And they're taking these people out of the conversation. And it is dangerous when you realize why it's being done. And the end result is that news is not getting to you. That is important because they're intentionally banning those topics and they don't tell you we're banning the topics. You just don't see it. So when it comes to things like the Hunter Biden laptop, there's no question that laptop is real. There's no question, unless somebody really went through a lot of time to do a lot of deep fakes, there's no question there's a lot of evidence that shows Hunter Biden allegedly with girls, maybe underage, allegedly doing drugs and all of these kind of things. So why do you not want people to know about this? Because the election, I mean, I don't know where we're going now that the election is done, but Bill O'Reilly had on a uh, one of these places that was legit. It was either uh, the Rasmussen polling or it was, uh, you know, one of these other large ones that had asked people about the a couple of these topics after the election that a majority of the people had never heard anything about the Hunter Biden laptop. And one of the question then to that was, "Would this have changed the way you voted and I mean it wasn't a vast majority, but it was you know I think twenty or you know between twenty and thirty percent, if i'm remembering correctly said yeah that that would have probably changed the way I voted, so it's like well, that's enough to sway the election
1: yeah and and the big media companies were completely suppressing this, which Could easily be called meddling in an election. Yes, and using rules like, oh, we don't
0: we don't let people uh, talk about or post any kind of hack content. But when it was the Trump tax returns, oh, my God, they were everywhere. It didn't seem like Twitter was taking those
1: down. You don't have to look very far to find hypocrisy in the highest levels of the political parties these days,
0: (laughs) nor the social media's.
1: Or the social media.
0: But you're right. I mean, they should be self-serving. This is the most interesting part about this is there's no question there is a Twitter exodus going on, which I know you will enjoy.
1: I I just checked at the beginning of the show. They are currently at 45, which is down $10 from their peak last week, but only down $2 since opening today.
0: But that okay well, we wouldn't expect them to be crashing and burning today but that's still I, a, that
1: I can still want. Yeah well
0: yes. I can understand that but that's what since this whole thing started then about that about what 20% I'm not I'm not the math major but that's down yeah quite it, a bit
1: about 18% yeah.
0: Yeah, that is quite a bit and it's interesting and this was a, a tidbit brought to my attention by our expert comic strip blogger even Leo Laporte who is a very liberal guy Of course, the chief twit tech guy, you know, everybody knows Leo from this week in tech. He has uh, gotten off of Twitter and not only him, the whole twit network. They are. There's two statements that were posted, one from Leo's personal account and both of these on January 11th. So I don't know exactly what happened here. It's not really explained except Leo's account tweeted. Thanks for engaging with me on Twitter at this time. I and my company, Twit, are taking a moratorium from the platform and will not be posting here. The best place to keep up with me is my blog. The Twit account had the same message and then links to following Twit on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. So
1: obviously they're still there. But did did they move over to Mastodon, please? Leo did. He is. He's on on the party. I nice. followed him.
0: I followed. He's, he's on Twitter. I think it's twit.social. dot social. And not only did comic strip blogger follow him, Leo followed him back. So imagine the hilarity that could go well, on now.
1: Uh, CSB is, of course, Leo's number one fan.
0: Yes. He, well, he is. I definitely- remember
1: back in the early days of Twitter, you know, I first heard about Twitter probably only a few months after their founding from Leo on Twitter. And I remember there was a period of about a year or so that every single time stats came out about who the biggest users on twitter were um it was john c Dvorak and leo laporte who were fighting for the top slot because of course it was only techies and only people who were really in on it um they kind of got uh totally screwed the moment that the first real celebrity popped in and yeah like ashton kushner yeah was that it i I, I did not remember who was but uh it the it, it, I mean, back then, uh, to my shame, I even signed up for an account, but I'm not telling you what it is. Uh, <laughs> it, it was closed years ago. Uh, however, it was just funny seeing a uh, Dvorak and Leo having uh, informal bets on this week in tech where, uh, you know, who can have the most followers, who can be who can take that number one slot of all users on Twitter? You know, oh, and, and the numbers were were the best part of it. Oh, I have ten thousand followers, which means I'm number one
0: right, big back in the day, yeah, but to be fair, now Leo leaves behind i mean he has five hundred and thirty five thousand followers on Twitter, which isn't bad. oh, but John C. dvorak has ninety nine point nine thousand. I wonder if that dropped after this recent urge. What if it took took him under a hundred thousand
1: i i I think when, when the real celebrities popped into Twitter, I think you know, Dvorak had for a while the number one slot of the most followers of anyone on the platform at, honestly, I want to say it was close to 100,000, so it hasn't changed much.
0: Could be. Adam Curry, 57.5 thousand, so Dvorak almost doubling the Twitter reach of the podfather.
1: Interesting. Well, the techies. Uh, d- Curry abandoned Twitter a lot sooner than than John did. No, he's still on there. Well, not, not abandoned person. I mean, th- it's kind of the same thing you do where you you make show announcements and that sort of thing on there and otherwise don't particularly do much. And most of your engagement is on better networks like yes. Mastodon.
0: I have noticed. I, I checked that yesterday. I had, I think, 19000 tweets and that goes back, what, a decade or so, whenever that started and already have close to 7000 on uh, the no agenda social, which is only been around for what a couple of years?
1: Well, I mean, at, at one per rock and roll pre show, you should have at <laughs> least six thousand right there.
0: We just keep going and going, and then there's the grumpy old bends and the random thoughts, and we like to interact over on no agenda social. And I, I we have a hack if you want to get onto no agenda social, which is like Twitter but absolutely sane. If you don't want to have to go into the troll room and search for an invite code right now, if you go to your web browser and type in grumpy dot slash N a S. Then uh, you'll go right to the, uh, the login page where you can get an account on no agenda social. So it takes you right to an invite link.
1: Genius, right? Uh, yeah. Also kind of, uh, kind of short circuits the reason for setting up that system, but uh, well, no, because you're
0: asking. So if you're listening here, it saves everybody from coming in to ask. This just takes them right to getting in.
1: Um, sure, I mean it also re- removes the friction of, of, you know we'll we'll probably end up taking that down the first time somebody sets up a bot to auto create accounts using that link. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, see, but it's just, I mean just like the no agenda social when you I'm not go suggesting to the troll
1: anything you trolls, room. it's
0: all the same link anyway. It's not a one use link or anything, so it'll be interesting to see. Nobody's had a problem yet, and I will say. The No Agenda Social, if Gab and, well, Parler, I know, is down right now. I don't know if they're coming back, but all of these fringe sites, these smaller social media sites, if they're anything like No Agenda Social, they are going absolutely crazy this week. There were a few times things were lagging about an hour (laughs) No Agenda Social. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, Um, I I was I was getting notifications overnight of messages that people sent midday yesterday.
0: Yeah, it is. uh, It's both good and and bad. Phone
1: wouldn't shut up.
0: Yeah, it is. It's good and bad. So it's it's all being worked on. It's all being built out. And the guy that runs that system named Erenur, he did favorite my tweet or my boost, I should say. You know, we have to get off that language from Twitter. The toot over there saying you know, there really should be a way for people to send him some value because I certainly would send him some value for what he's doing over there. He favorited that post, but he hasn't provided any information yet. So maybe something is in the works because I think uh, everybody that's using that system, if they could, you know, financially be able, you know, if they have the ability to do so, you know, sending the guy, you know, 10, 20, 50 bucks, hundred bucks and You know, maybe more. We know some of these guys that are really, really big when they come into the No Agenda show, some thousand or more. Aaron deserves a little love.
1: A a lot of love. Uh, I I heard a stat that uh, No Agenda Social was the uh, biggest site on the Fediverse by total activity, not by users, but by activity now that stat probably came from the same place where most statistics came from, which is that, that 73% of statistics are made up on the spot. Right. Right. But it, I, I would not be surprised in the least if something official came out, not, you know, decentralized network, nothing official is going to come out. But, but if, if it were true that no agenda is in the top five of all instances anywhere, I would not be surprised in the least. It is absolutely straining the, the original design of the software right now, which is uh, a problem, but also amazing.
0: Yes. And there are different ways. There are different uh, platforms that basically work the same way. So it's easy to set it up for a small amount of people. It gets a little trickier when you start getting a serious number of users, but that's, I have a conversation going on on no agenda social right now because Larry, who was on the last show with us, he's like, well, you know, maybe I should have, One of these for my podcast, what does it entail? And I mean, I'm understand, I understand what's entailed. I just don't know exactly how many resources are. So I asked people already running these things, you know, what they thought you could get away with. And the end result was, you know, for a very small service, not too bad for one that has medium amount of traffic, you're probably going to be spending 50 or a hundred bucks a month, but you have to be careful at this point on. Where to host it, which is one of the good things about No Agenda Social. It's not hosted at one of these big farms like Masto.host, which Adam Curry of the No Agenda Show has talked about quite a bit. Masto.host has just updated their terms of service, and they're like, if you're looking to, to replace Parlor, this isn't, you know, don't come here. And it's it's kind of scary because this is a total lack of people being able to set these kind of things up without having a service to do it and i so, think one of the things in their terms of service was no conspiracy theory so it's like okay we're all right out the door
1: yeah yeah and which which by the way if if you're interested in growth is not the way to go what you need to do is pander to the people who are like your likely big audience you know parlor was not founded as as a right-wing conspiracy site it was founded as a place for freedom of speech it was founded by a bunch of libertarians um it was killed because it was filled with conservatives but why was it filled with conservatives it's not like they went out and advertised and said only people on the right are about to get here no the absolute best marketing department for parlor is twitter it's twitter banning conservatives And making the platform unwelcoming for people on the right, and they went to the platform that they liked. And that's how Parler ended up having a lot of conservative voices, and also kind of why the leftist controlling media companies all decided to kill it. Right. They can't abide the existence of people who don't agree with their ideology.
0: Well, and one of the main reasons why Amazon Web Services say they kicked Parler off of their servers was. Well, it was quite clear that Parler was used in the planning of the Capitol riots and Glenn Greenwald, who is a guy they talk about a lot on the No Agenda show. He is a independent journalist now, and he's somebody that I believe is still doing journalism. He was on Tucker Carlson's show talking about this, and he said, well, out of the first, I think it was like 15 people that the FBI picked up. He's like, do you know how many of those were regular parlor users? None. Not a single one. Not <laughs> what a th- surprise. You know what they used? Twitter, YouTube, yeah. Instagram. <laughs> what where wait, why are why are Twitter and YouTube and Instagram? Why are these all still around? Uh, I
1: I've got a I have got a have got another couple stories about bands that I, I just thought of throw in there. There's not much. Uh you know, Facebook banned Ron Paul. Did you hear about that one?
0: No, no. I mean two uh, too libertarian.
1: Uh, be, would, because he criticized he posted an article criticizing big tech censorship.
0: And <laughs> so he got censored?
1: And, was, and was, he got censored. Nice. Uh the explanation Never. given by Facebook, with no warning by the way, was quote, repeatedly going against our community standards. Okay. Uh, now Facebook then later realized what they'd done and backed off and said, Oh, we made a mistake. It was one of our admins who clicked the wrong box. I don't believe that that's what happened, but they did back off and Ron Paul now has access to his group again, but I, I don't care. It happened. Um, and the, even if you believe everything Facebook said that it was an honest mistake, our admin was off trying to ban some other Oh sure. Voice to censor someone else that we didn't like. Well, that's still reprehensible. Uh Facebook banned the Law Enforcement Today group which had 900,000 members. Uh the group was dis- disbanded and all of the admins got their accounts banned. They couldn't log in at all.
0: Oh nice. I mean, you um, don't want to be you don't want to back the blue.
1: Yeah, no. No, Facebook doesn't want to back the blue. And my favorite one came from Instagram which is is what reminded me because this you were just talking about this um, uh, they censored an image that was posted by not the B.com. Now you're familiar with this one. Uh, the Babylon Bee r- ran into enough problem. The you know, Babylon B was, uh, they became the new onion when the uh, onion went full woke. Right. And the Babylon Bee is one of the best sources of pure satire on the internet today. It is amazing. They are spot on almost every time, but they ran into a problem where they actually the the actual real news stories out there were encroaching on their satire. (laughs) The the stories were, were satirizing themselves. So they created not the B.com, which is straight up real stories from real news outlets that are the kind of thing that if they weren't true, they could easily be posted on Babylon B. Um, and not the B posted an image to Instagram. Um, which got immediately taken down for quote violence and incitement uh, for in inciting violence. Um, the, uh, the image, it was a screenshot of Twitter's trending topics.
0: (laughs) No, is that that really true?
1: Not the B took a screenshot of Twitter's trending topics the day after they permanently banned Trump. Um, the trending topics included things like hang Mike Pence and uh, kill Trump and things like that. And not the bee posted that screenshot saying, Hey, this is actually happening. Twitter's trending like this. These are the things Twitter allowed. And Instagram banned it for violence and incitement, which means Instagram has accused Twitter of violence and incitement. That's beautiful.
0: And what they don't <laughs> understand is for a free. An open discussion of these topics now you know if somebody was one of these protesters let's just say had a sign and maybe one of them did that said hang mike pence or i know they were chanting that so now reporting that is going on which is viable news which is important news which is almost damn near vital news that there's a crowd yelling hang the vice president that is storming the Capitol. You can't even post that because you will be accused of incitement. Yeah. Or and violence. This isn't or, even a
1: this isn't even a photo of some protesters or rioters or whatever. This is this is a screenshot of the Twitter UI. People were using right. hashtag hang Mike Pence. Right. A, enough people were using that hashtag that it became trending.
0: But I'm just saying now you can't even talk about things that yeah. might include these words or these topics because then you're going to get swept up with it. This really is the ultimate in tamping down freedom of speech. It really is.
1: Yeah. So I, there's, there's at this point, there's really almost nothing good about these platforms. (laughs) No, but but why? I mean, we, we still have to keep fighting because they're still very popular, but what would be nice
0: to be able to bring them back to some kind of a sanity uh, situation. But why do you think Leo's leaving Twitter? That's my question, because he's, um, you know, he's on the left. So it's not he, like
1: he is. Well, he's extremely Trump battled and he's very, very on the left. But he's also not a complete idiot. The, the guy is. I mean, there's a lot of problems with Leo Laporte uh that have to do with his his narcissism and his Trump arrangement and stuff. But the the guy's not stupid. He actually knows some stuff and I think he sees the writing on the wall. He's like, you know, first they came for the you know, first they came for Alex Jones and then they came for the conservatives and who'll speak up when they come for me.
0: Maybe. And he realizes that the old platform is just toxic and it's not getting any better. But I would have preferred, I mean I don't mind him leaving but I would hope he does a segment and talks about this because he has an audience. I mean, whether you like Leo or not, he still has an audience and it's a fairly decent sized audience that, you know, hey, it's okay to disagree. You don't have to like Donald Trump. You can hate Donald Trump. That's fine. But in a free society, he gets to say whatever he wants. You get to say whatever you want. That's how it works. If we start shutting somebody up, then you don't think they're going to come for you. I mean, this is the ultimate wake up call for the regular user on any of these platforms. If they'll go after the president of the United States, the guy, I mean, Nancy Pelosi is really afraid of him doing it, but the guy that can put his finger on the nukes, you know, you're shutting him up. I mean, he might have something important to say.
1: Just, I, I, I already know what the response would be if if you were to post something like this on Twitter, it would be something in mixed caps saying uh, it's a slippery slope. That's a fallacy. Right.
0: Right. It's all a fallacy. <laughs> Everything's which, a fallacy, which, by the
1: way, is is not actually true. Um, it, slippery slope does not imply causation, which is the part where it's a fallacy. Uh, but. Uh, when you are speaking statistically about what's going to happen somewhere in a large group, um, it, it is a, an extremely valid statistical position to take. I don't know. That's just one of my peeves whenever, you know, somebody makes a statistical statistical argument and then, you know, some other idiot comes along and is like, no, slippery slope is a fallacy. It'll never happen. Like, well, it, it, uh, yeah, but it is happening. And here's all the evidence.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is happening. We're watching it as it goes on. And the best thing that can happen from this would be for smaller social media sites to spring up and maybe eventually grow. I got a story
1: about one of those, too.
0: Yeah, we'll give Twitter some competition. The only fear at this point is once you hit the radar like Parler, I mean, I don't know where no agenda social is hosted but even if you're self-hosting you don't own the pipes so it's always a possibility you're going to get a knock on the door you know or probably not a knock on the door more like your service will be cut off after an yeah, email you'll, that said, you'll, just,
1: you'll just sit there and go how come this can't connect
0: yeah and then you'll find out like oh yeah yeah by the way no you you violated our terms of service for being a free speech zone and i know we've mentioned yeah. this before on the show
1: you violated our terms of service that clearly ban independent thought yes that is
0: one of the reasons why when you go to the mastodon you know index whatever it's called why when they show the sites that are banned one of the biggest reasons for being banned is free speech zone oh
1: yeah um the you no know, agenda social made the fed block list that was a big thing that, that was bouncing around on there that's
0: how you know uh, you made it
1: I loved the reasons given for that one. Um, the, the whole reason, by the way, this is a list that causes people who join the uh, quote unquote primary Mastodon instances. Uh, you will never see these. This is entirely censored for you by the, the social justice people who have decided to take it upon themselves to be the arbiter of everything you're allowed to see or hear. um, and here are the reasons given. Uh The reason quote: They are already on everybody's block list because of the cross-platform harassment of at created someone in the early days of Mastodon. But they are also into conspiracy theories, which are low-key anti-Semitic. Their podcast is also doing COVID conspiracies. <laughs> that is reason enough to apparently ban one of the largest instances on the entire petty. You know I, I B- don't low key anti-Semitic. They are into conspiracy theories. They're caught podcast. Not even the the, the social, not even the instance, the podcast is doing COVID conspiracy. These are, these are reasons enough in the mind of these authoritarian leftist jackholes to completely shut off somebody's freedom of speech because because of somebody, at least one user from this instant in the early days of Mastodon, we're talking five years ago, harassed somebody. That's a reason. Uh, also, uh, you know, they're into conspiracy. Okay. Whatever. Fine. But they also gave proof, uh, in, in the Fediblock list. They gave two pieces of proof. The first one is the Wikipedia article on the No Agenda show. Ooh, we're mentioning that because we know that's unbiased. <laughs> Wikipedia leftist bias say it ain't so oh wait it's fucking so everything on Wikipedia anything even remotely political is hardcore leftist biased and if if, you I mean well everybody listening
0: is already putting you know connecting the dots they're putting this together in their mind it's the same reason why they don't want stories about Hunter Biden or the Biden crime family out there it's the same reason yeah. they don't want you discussing COVID. It's the same reason they don't want you discussing the uh global warming or is it global cooling or is it climate change, whatever they're calling it today. It used to be all about a hole in the ozone layer and you know this it changes with such regularity, but no, we don't want you to talk about it because the minute people question it, you've seen these unhinged people. There are people that literally believe Donald Trump killed their loved one that died of COVID because of the things he said. It's like, no, that's not the reality. Everybody wants to blame Donald Trump for every COVID yeah. death in the United States. That's not the reality. It happens. Uh, and, Sorry. And
1: the, the position of the, 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 you know, the people who run the a block list clearly want to be, they want to be Twitter. They want to be Amazon. They want to emulate their idols. Who are going out and, you know, evidence of independent thought, we must stop it and shut it down. Uh, well, let I me actually ask you read this. Th- I read the-, the thread from the fetter block list, by the way. I wanted to pull some quotes, but what were you asking?
0: Wasn't the whole concept of starting this Mastodon thing in order to give free speech?
1: No, because the people who originally wrote it were social justice wankers. What they wanted. <laughs> was they wanted a safe space, which they could control away from all of the deplorables oh, on shit. Twitter. Is that
0: true? Was it really, was it really started because Twitter wasn't censoring? Yeah, enough? it
1: was, it was, uh, 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 the, the user who started it was somebody on, uh, the original Mastodon instance called, uh, I, and I might be totally wrong about this. And if I am, I'm totally going to get blasted and bring it on. Uh, but it was someone like Gar, Gargron or Gargon or something like that. Who started the whole thing and is a total leftist authoritarian? Um, and I, I, in fact, I've seen uh, I've seen him referred to as gargle Balls <laughs> on uh, nice. on some places. Yeah, um, gargant, yeah, it was it was people like Adam Curry and people like uh, you know P at Free Speech Extremist who recognized that a decentralized network could be used not just for a safe space but for an actual. Uh, a uncensorable uh, freedom of speech space. And, and that started the other half, which is why we have things like the FEDA block list, because the, the people who still want to be authoritarian and, and try to pretend that the entire FEDA is their own safe space immediately needed to figure out how to block all of those horrible places where ideas that are uncomfortable to their worldview could be introduced to them. and, uh, it, it, the the thread that uh, w- was read in uh, this, by the way, was the start of the justification for banning No Agenda Social from Fettiblock, uh Was No Agenda dot Social seems to be wall to wall anti Semitic conspiracy theories? Wow, I can't remember seeing any. I I I've, I, I have honestly seen anti Semitic shit on No Agenda Social, and uh, I I don't like it but I believe in free speech more than I believe in, in trying to stop these people. So every once in a while, I'll tell somebody and be like, you know, that's, that's a problem, but it, what, I mean, what can you do other than, okay, I'm not going to follow it or read it. Um, or, uh, somebody saying, uh, well, or somebody tried to, uh, in the thread, tried to actually, uh, defend the show and described what Adam and John are doing, which is they are, you know, they may look like, conspiracy theorist but really they're taking the the mainstream media and deconstructing it somebody and uh the response well i don't know about the show but their masto instances public timeline is full of new world order memes which is anti-semitic <laughs> conspiracy uh, you know what it is full of new world order memes because the new world order is oppressive as fuck and a lot of people are angry about it. so yeah i've seen those uh not every new world order meme is is inherently you know, not everybody who makes a meme about not wanting uh, Klaus Schwab to come and fuck up my life necessarily means I hate Jews. What it means is, is I hate authoritarian tyrants who want to come fuck up my life. But I guess those are the same things. Well, right. That's and how it's uh,
0: framed. Just like, oh, we we shouldn't bring Soros into this. That's anti-Semitic. And then, and then, no, no, Soros the,
1: is just a dick. <laughs> I, Soros is a dick. I don't give a fuck what his nationality or or religion is. He's a dick but but you know not liking you know, not liking somebody who happens to be in a minority class is necessarily racist for the people who subscribe to critical race theory because critical race theory is is a deeply flawed theory that is extremely destructive and harmful and divisive but uh anyway uh the last quote i pulled was in direct response to the person trying to explain that the no agenda show is not just about conspiracy theories or or anti-Semitism, but is actually about the media. Uh, And uh, the response was, I hope it's not presumptuous of me to warn you. That sounds like a potential radicalization pathway into some extremely harmful politics. (laughs) Telling the truth is a potential radicalization pathway into some extremely harmful politics. This is what the leftist wannabe authoritarians believe.
0: Yes, because that you have to be Totali- your your whole system has to be totalitarian in order to get what these people want there's no question about it it's another story that I covered on random thoughts this week which was Alexandria ocasio Cortez saying well you know we really need to figure out a way to to rein in this media I mean because you can't just spew disinformation and misinformation anytime you want to and I'm just having flashbacks again You'll just say we we don't learn history anymore. And that's true. Uh, but I'm just having flashbacks to all of these societies that did this, you know, including Nazi Germany. You take over the news media. You won't have a free open. I mean, I don't know if we do now, but at least they're all privately owned. And if you, you know if you and I want to start a media company, hell, we're doing it. And as of yet, you know, we haven't been shut down. The concept that all news has to come from the government agency. That is very much Russia, China, you know, these these kind of countries.
1: It, it, it's kind of like it, great firewall type of stuff.
0: Yeah. And uh, this is the kind of th- this is the kind of stuff and everybody knows that's following along that AOC is a socialist. She hasn't been hiding that in any way, shape or form in the same way. Bernie Sanders is no, she
1: self-describes as a socialist.
0: It's just like the overall. Populist has no idea what that means anymore and don't understand the danger of letting people like her and no, it's not because of her nationality or her gender. People with her th- level of thinking, her way of thinking, very, very dangerous when you have a free society because that is the last thing they want is a free society because she wants to be able to come out and say, Well, we're going to go with the Green New Deal and then nobody can get on the TV or radio or internet and go. Well, this is stupid and let me tell you why. She doesn't want that.
1: Well, what what's dangerous about it is is not people thinking that. I I firmly am in support of people being able to think whatever wrong stupid ideas that they want. Uh and and of course I'll ridicule them for it because it's what I do. Um the the real dangerous thing that we're clearly I I have have long since passed the point of here in the United States at least and probably a lot of places in the world is when enough of the people think that way, that they are capable of voting out away their own democracy. Yes. Like they use democracy to destroy democracy.
0: Irony. they are going,
1: yes, they are going to effectively, they're going to be able to vote once to destroy democracy and remove everybody's rights. And then they'll never be allowed to vote again because that's not what the, the feudalistic system will get will be about instead we'll just all have to pay taxes to our lords and and you know only be able to go out on days when when our benevolent overlords tell us to
0: yay we never have to vote again
1: Woo! i mean there's maybe there's people who actually think that's a good idea but i i I for one was kind of happy with this whole democracy experiment constitutional experiment the one where where the government is limited by rules, and and we're kind of you know enough people have gotten together to kind of vote that away, and
0: yes, and that is that is the main point. There was a guy, I think it was on Bill O'Reilly's show. He was interviewing a guy who I believe was a constitutional lawyer. He was a lawyer of some sort, but I think he was a constitutional lawyer, and he was talking about the state of I don't America. Have a
1: lot of- I don't have a lot of stock in the phrase constitutional lawyer, not since Obama.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, he was one as well. It just depends. You have to know it if you want to dismantle it. But his point, I think, was a valid one because he said that the system that we have here in the United States, which is a democratic republic, requires the populace to take an active role in the government. And I do believe. That a vast majority of people now are not interested in doing that. They're too interested in watching morons dance on TikTok or watching The Bachelor or Bachelorette on TV or whatever it is. They got their heads in the sand. They just want to be distracted with some mindless media. And they don't want to have to do the work. It is like having a bunch of petulant children. It's like, no, don't make me do the work. It's like you for this to for this to actually succeed. You need to be somewhat engaged with the way your country works. And once everybody checks out, that's how the asshats take control.
1: Well, one year ago, I would have I would have allowed you that point that people were too complacent and. Five years ago, I would have fully agreed that was the route we were on. Um But two things happened in 2016, which told me that uh, the that populism was coming back, which which is the it is the not populism is it, it can be very destructive. It's effectively political chaos, which elites hate, but it is the natural opposition to the formation of an aristocracy. Ar- Ar- aristocracy aristocratic sure. class yes um and two things happened in 2016 which made you brought populism right to the forefront and actually is one of the thing that turned all the media onto the attack against it which i think started and one was brexit and the other was trump's election and both of those were very very populist activities and even you know even if you say oh well both of those are only from the right well something huge happened on the left and populism terms too which was the rise of bernie sanders and they had to stomp that down too twice in 2016 and 2020 they had to cheat bernie out of what you know he he. i mean he kind of owned the hearts and minds of the leftist party until the party came out and stomped on him and bernie is enough of a pussy that he completely goes back on all of his uh i all of his thoughts and and ideas and convictions and just kind of hands his bases like, well, everybody, I know you were trying to follow me, but uh, go ahead and follow this person who's the exact opposite of everything I stand for.
0: Well, the interesting thing about Bernie, let me ask you this, is the difference that Bernie Sanders is a socialist kind of. uh a muppet i mean he's a very he, he's not he's not the jackboot you know boot on your neck kind of socialist he is the ideological no. guy no he
1: he actually believes that that real socialism is possible right now which, which makes him a little bit Uh, disillusioned or you know right is that
0: why he's dangerous to those that are really on the left who want more communism like more they want more of a violent overthrow of the community not well let's just vote it in and let's see how it works
1: he's dangerous because he can speak to the the public to the the rank and file to the the proletariat in ways that Uh, a career politician like joe biden could never get the kind of authenticity that sanders seems to have gathered which is weird because sanders is of course a career politician too but uh there are a lot of people out there who both you know by the activities of the teachers unions and also by being disillusioned by how screwed up the 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 job market is and and the prospect if you get out of college with a liberal arts degree these days where you've just had socialism drilled into your head and then you go out and be like well i'd like to try capitalism for once and everybody's like yeah but we're not hiring um (laughs) that's really demoralizing that is that really destroys it warps somebody's mind in having that life experience and then bernie comes along and says well capitalism has Failed you, all my people, but let's try this beautiful dream called socialism and right. it glosses over the fact that it doesn't work when you put real humans in there. But he's he's selling a message, which is better than anything they've experienced. Of course, they're going to follow the message that he sells. And then he's I mean, well, like the Pied Piper. Right. Well,
0: that's what? oh, dude, that's fucking weird. I was just gonna say, Bernie's the Pied Piper. That stop. Yeah, you know, I don't. I, I'm sorry. The, the show has to end. The minute I start thinking the same way you does, the show just. I mean, not just yeah, this there episode. Some, There's the something wrong.
1: Maybe we should. We need to take a break and just recollect our thoughts and be like, okay, you need to go into your corner. I'll go into my <laughs> corner. Was we'll it? Old, Come back and buttheads again. Will that work? No, the whole, the whole,
0: the whole podcast, this whole the grumpy old Ben's is dead. Shit. The minute we both start thinking the same stuff. Okay. Just the, to, the, just time. pretend
1: I was saying something else, <laughs>
0: but that is, that was exactly what I was thinking. It's like, Bernie wanted to take the people to socialism. He wanted to be the pipe piper. He wanted to be the peaceful kumbaya. We're easygoing. We're, you know, he, like uh, try Husker just said in the troll room, he's a failed hippie. He wanted to go that route. Where are these other guys? You know, the AOCs, she's more like the I'm going to whip you with leather and chain you up and make you do what I want. I mean, which sounds way hotter yeah. than I meant it to. But OK. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I'm sorry. Not not even in the most sexy of dungeons. Not <laughs> not with her.
0: Jay Finley <laughs> says we have reached singularity here on Grumpy Old That's a title for today's show right the, there. It the has one to thing. Be.
1: The one thing I will say, the one good thing that AOC has uh politically is really great tits.
0: <laughs> That's the best thing she's got going for her politics.
1: Yeah. The best thing she has
0: going for her politics is really great tits. But it's an interesting thing when you see these two sides of allegedly the same party in the Democratic Party going about these things in totally different ways. And I think it's because of the way that they frame it now. If Bernie got elected and socialism didn't work, which I think everybody knows it won't, now what happens? Well, well,
1: it's never worked before, right?
0: So what would happen? Say Bernie Sanders would have gotten elected. You get to try this out in maybe in as little as two years, but in, in at least by four years, the nation's going. Hmm. Wait a minute. uh This this isn't really working. Let's go back to the other thing. And they can because Bernie is the, oh, okay, I'm the nice guy. We tried, no big deal. Go back to the other thing. Now, the people on the, you know, that are a little bit more forceful about it are trying to throw so many things down that you will never be able to get back from. I mean, I don't think Bernie's the kind of guy that would have rigged an election. And I don't know why I feel that way, but I don't think Bernie's the kind of guy that would do that now people like joe biden aoc the squad nancy pelosi schumer yeah i believe all of them would willingly take part in stealing an election and then never let the other side win ever again do i have any uh, proof about this no but that is just the kind of vibe that i get off of them whether it's right or not i don't know but when you look at this i do believe yeah if bernie wins. He has a completely different type of socialism, and you can eventually at some point pull back from it with what we have going on now. And what's really scary is at this point, I am hoping and praying for the safety and well-being of Joe Biden, because I am really worried about what happens if we have a President Kamala Harris over Joe Biden, because I believe Biden is nothing more than an opportunist. I mean, Biden has been in public office now for well over 40 years and nothing he has ever done over that period of time screams that he's a socialist, if anything, completely the other way around. He used to be so hard on crime and a few other things. He was, you know, is just a career politician. He's an opportunist who now has gotten the job, but the question is now going to be, can he, as the, you I mean, have to do this in air quotes for everybody listening along at home, is Biden actually the most powerful man in the free world, or does Barack Obama, et cetera, have their hands so far up his ass that he's nothing now but the howdy doody or the rest of the leftist Democrats?
1: I think the argument could be made that Kamala might be the most powerful man. Well,
0: she will be. That's what I said. I do not. I I hope for Joe Biden's safety and well-being because I do not want to see a president Kamala Harris. So for four years. I will keep Joe Biden in my prayers and in my health karmas and everything else. I don't
1: think the DNC necromancers are going to be capable of keeping Biden animated for four more years. I
0: think they want him dead. I don't know. They're not trying to keep him alive. I'm hoping that some force from above somehow keeps him alive. I, well, because but,
1: but remember, before he became a decrepit old man, he was the leader of one of the largest political crime families in it, it, i mean a like crime Clinton families level, can run but,
0: cities i mean they could probably run uh, a Yeah, country but
1: what i mean is is joe it, it, for as long as he can remember things like dates or his own name joe knows where the bodies are hidden and uh, i i would not be you don't get to be the head of a political crime family without having some contingency plans and i don't think that i'm i'm not sure this is what's going to happen but I'm not convinced they're going to be able to knock off Joe um, without doing a hell of a lot of damage. He can do a lot of damage on the way out if that's where he wanted to go with it.
0: Joe going to air force one just accidentally. Oh, that new ejector seat we were testing out. Oh yeah. We, we threw Joe I mean, from I the can, plane. I
1: can see like, you know, on day one, he goes into the, the oval office with all of his closest Democrat supporters and be like, okay, so here's the deal. Um, You guys had better make sure that Air Force One is really well maintained, because if anything happens, if 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 a freak lightning storm, if if a volcano erupts directly underneath the plane, anything happens, then there might accidentally be a whole lot of leaks of, of very damaging information. You get where I'm going with this? What I'm what
0: I'm getting is a whole world of people who were once atheists believing in God, if a volcano somehow appears and so strongly erupts that it takes out a jet flying at altitude, that would make a religious person out of a whole lot of people. Well,
1: it it wouldn't be the first time back in, uh, back in 2010, uh, a volcano erupted in Iceland. It took out every airplane in Europe, sort of.
0: Well yeah, the, yeah, I understand. Now if really you mentioned all these conspiracy theories, so let's just uh let's just pose this question too because inauguration day is coming up now it's what Tuesday, right? That's it's Monday or Tuesday. Tuesday I think.
1: Uh, it's it. It's
0: in the future, yeah. Yes, very shortly. Steve Patchenik Wednesday is still claiming no Biden. He is still Yeah, and fuck him for giving me hope. <laughs> he's claiming this is a military coup. And this this clip of him on Alex Jones was mentioned on the No Agenda show, and I did go consume this because I did think this was a you know very interesting thing because his track record, Pachenix, that is, is pretty good over the last ten years or so, and yeah, he's, he's been very accurate. And he's saying we're in the middle of a military coup. He's claiming the Pope has already been arrested, and like Alex Jones is like. <laughs> Well, then who's the guy we've been seeing yeah. going around and Pacino's like you haven't? Yeah. Citation needed. Yeah. He's like, you haven't. Well, you I, mean, I haven't. COVID. but I
1: don't normally look for the Pope walking around.
0: I would agree. So I haven't seen the Pope and there has been talk about them replacing the Pope. If it's connected. I don't know. Maybe it is. But according to him, I mean, people like the Cheney's going to jail. Biden's going to jail. Pelosi, stop getting my jail. hopes up. Mitt Romney going to jail. This whole thing is going to happen before the inauguration. And according to Steve Pachanek, and I'm just like, man, you are. And this is exactly what Alex Jones said. It's like you're running out of time. And Pachanek, no wavering at all. Not well, maybe you, it won't you know happen what? in time. He was very clear. It's going to happen.
1: What you're doing right now, and what Pagenic is doing, trying to tell all of the the people that uh, you know all of these swamp creatures are going to be arrested and thrown in jail, is exactly the same thing that Bernie is do it does to the socialist when he says you can all live in a place where you don't have to work and you get universal <laughs> basic income it it's It's selling a very very attractive scenario that i I just don't yeah. have enough faith to believe it's going to happen anymore well, but- I wish i I'd love to see it. I, I there are uh, hundreds of people in the federal government in Washington D.C. who need to spend the rest of their life behind bars for the sheer and unadul- unadulterated corruption they've been participating in over decades. But here's the thing: I'm,
0: most of these people that promise these utopias, it's way off in the future. But Jennings saying it's going to happen by Tuesday—that's
1: yeah. different, and, and that's. And, and that's a real problem. Everybody who's ever predicted the end of the world, uh,
0: yeah, it's gonna happen uh, eventually. Well, I,
1: I, I mean, it'll happen. It, it's billions of years away potentially, but uh, you know, whenever somebody's like the end of the world will, um, it was. Uh, now I, I don't remember the movie, but there's a scene in a movie the troll room might tell me about uh, that I absolutely loved. It was somebody predicting the end of the world, and uh, it was it was one of those disaster movies. So the guy predicting it was right. But, uh, he's doing an interview where he's like, the world is going to end next Tuesday. And, uh, the interviewer says, uh, you know, Tuesday, really? Uh, I mean, that seems really short. Shouldn't you move your timeline out a couple of years? I mean, it's going to take you at least uh, eight months to get the book deal based on this prediction. And, and you're going to have to get some time. I mean, you haven't really given yourself a lot of time for marketing the end of the world. Y- you need to, I mean, you need to move your dire predictions out a little bit. And he's like, no, Tuesday. And it turned out the, in that movie, The End of the World did happen on Tuesday.
0: Oh, so Pachenik might be right
1: in this movie. I, I mean, if Pachenik is right, then he's he's really screwing up his marketing because if he wants to, I mean, you make a bold prediction like that, you want to give it some lead time so you can milk the prediction right. before it happens. Because you know, every time, the, every single time somebody's predicted The End of the World, they've had exactly enough fame between when they predicted it and when it didn't happen. Well, and
0: what we are seeing, all these troops that are just flowing into Washington, D.C., people were thinking, well, this is because there might be those crazy right wing violent people with the inauguration. What if they're coming in to get these people? Because Pachenik also said this would all be military trials because you can no longer trust the states and the court system, which, I mean, that seems like uh, a conspiracy hello. theory. Shit.
1: John Roberts is clearly a swamp creature. That's
0: what he said. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what he said. And that that does remind me. You, I mean, you have your movie. I mean,
1: Roberts was for, for whatever credence you put into this theory, which we don't we don't talk about the things like the Epstein Island on the list very much. But Roberts was one of the names on Epstein's list.
0: Well, everybody likes a nice tropical vacation every now and then. I, I agree <laughs> there. There was a song by John Mellencamp uh, called This May Not Be the End of the World. And the lyric is this may not be the end of the world but you can see it from here. And I think that may be where we're at right now. This <laughs> isn't the end of the world, but I think we can see it.
1: Well, if there's one constant, it's that things change and, and it's definitely the end of something. We're not sure what. Yes. Um, and Which? and it, it, there's another thing, you know, uh, an understanding of physics will tell you that the, the world itself, earth itself really does not give a fuck about the petty squabbles going on amongst you. And I, Ignore what every climate change alarmist tells you. Humans are not powerful enough to really do that much to the world on a global scale. The Earth is going to end in a few billion years when the sun takes it out. But it's not the the, the planet is not going away by anything we can do. That's surprisingly difficult.
0: I mean, do you mean the same sun that has the most effect on the Earth's warming than anything else in yeah. the universe?
1: And a few billion years ago or from now, when it goes all red giant and engulfs the Earth, it's going to have a massive effect on the Earth's climate then.
0: Is it? It's it's just going to go. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, When the Earth is inside the sun, that'll that'll affect the climate. Trust me. You know, isn't it
0: interesting?
1: The sun is is gradually getting hotter, which means it's already affecting it,
0: which is why they don't want to talk about that when they talk about the Earth getting hotter, because it all has to be because cows are farting and we are exhaling that makes way more sense way more sense but isn't it weird that now that we have the internet this great communication tool people's ability to find hatred in another group of people only seems to be growing it's not a bringing together moment that everybody thought oh well we could all communicate everybody will understand each other better no that's that's not what's happening people have we're the only creatures on Earth. I mean, obviously, we're the only ones that could use the Internet, as far as I know. But we're the only species that looks for crazy, stupid crap to hate other people of our species from. This is who you voted for for president. This is who you want to sleep with. This is the band you like. I mean, it's it's really it's nuts when it comes down to it.
1: I'm I'm old enough to remember back when when it was a widely held belief that the root cause of ignorance was a lack of access to information. And right. the Internet dispute proved that
0: it did. I mean, which is why one of the beautiful things about no agenda social is there are folks of all sizes, all shapes, all sexual orientations, all sexual perversions. Right, Fletcher? I mean, all sorts of crazy stuff, but they all get together. A no agenda social and it works. They all get together in audio and sometimes video format over on the Jitsi meetup, and it just works. People are respectful and they learn from each other, and they see past the differences and understand that there are things of value you can learn from people that are different than you. I mean, wake up! If somebody's exactly like you, you're you're not going to grow from that friendship or that relationship in any way, shape or form. Now, the people that are completely different than you, you might actually learn something. And God forbid we do that.
1: Um, No, le- learning is not what people are designed to do anymore. We, we our, our teachers unions have made sure of that.
0: Well, Right, because that is one of the things that's been taken over. Again, go research the Weather Underground, Bill Ayers, Bernadine Dorn, I believe his wife's name is, and look at what they said about the educational system. We had the Hitler quotes, which I know makes us popular from some people about having the children. And once you have the children, the older folks just don't matter because we got the children. And you know what, old people, you're going to die at some point. And we got your kids. And then that's all we need. There is so let's, there's a lot in the I, educational system that needs to be looked at.
1: L- Lest anybody think that the entire outlook is bleak, I do have a couple stories about people pushing back.
0: Yes, that's good. And it's not bleak. I don't see I don't think it's bleak. And I know a lot of people have that vibe, especially now with Trump going out and Biden coming in and the Democrats controlling the Senate and the House and all that. There's a lot of people who it really seems to be affecting. And all I can say to them is, you know, we've we've gotten through worse. Don't believe this is the uh, don't believe this is the bottom. And don't believe that there isn't change that will eventually come back around It's just keep your head down and deal with the your friends and family. Do what you got to do and be active, but don't let it make you crazy to the point where, you know, you need counseling or, you know, let's go get some Ambien because we can't sleep or let's go get some of the, you know, popular anti-anxiety drugs because all this stuff is driving you nuts. It's like you have to keep things in perspective, as you said. The earth don't give a crap about us little specks on top of it. And as long as you're taking care of your family and your friends and everything's good, don't worry about the crap that's going on in Washington. You gotta live your life. And that's you it shouldn't be consuming you.
1: Ignore what he said. Run in fear, little slave.
0: <laughs> you're you're going in a different in your direction, huh?
1: Oh no, I, I would I'm sorry, I just had to get in the, the mainstream line for a right. moment.
0: The sky is falling. The sky is falling. I don't know. It's just SkyNet.
1: chicken little is, Oh, is, is running the news stations these days. True. (laughs) And and, and that is, I mean, that's really all you need to know about where you get your information is that chicken little is running the news stations. They, their entire reason for existence is to keep you scared because scared people don't make good decisions. That, if you understand that, then you can put everything else in perspective and be like, yeah, well, that that's not be, that bad.
0: That may be changing a little bit, because as predicted by no agenda, and I believe us now that Joe Biden is being inaugurated this week, the mayor of Chicago said, I believe it was yesterday. If not, it was two days ago.
1: I, I heard that Biden was going to be arrested.
0: Well, uh, you're right. Oh. Now we believe he's being inaugurated, which is why, I mean, the mayor of Chicago definitely believes Biden is going to be the president on Tuesday. And most sane people also do. I mean, Pachanik, we're, we're watching, but the mayor of Chicago, all of a sudden, we need to get all restaurants and bars back
1: open. Oh, Oh, now we need to open restaurants and bars.
0: I mean, the week of the inauguration, that's when we're flipping the switch. I mean, this, Science is really weird that this, well, this is the this, week this, this should
1: happen. This is what Dvorak predicted. He said that all of the lockdowns will very suddenly end the moment that Biden gets in.
0: Isn't that weird?
1: <laughs> well, it's it's fucking hypocritical.
0: And if people <laughs> don't pick up on that, oh, my God, you're not paying enough attention.
1: No, not at all. Uh, So, uh, sir, Ned, I yes? have to know what the hell is wrong with your state
0: welcome to detroit yeah
1: um you are you familiar with the uh university of michigan regent ron weiser i am not this story this story came out i i didn't know if you'd heard it um all of this i read from a change.org petition by the way um so here's what happened on January 7th. Now, uh, this would be the day after, uh, an event, something happened. I'm not really sure what, cause it was hardly reported on. Uh, but January 7th, the day after the Capitol, uh, uh, terrorist death, destruction, whatever it is, you know, a, a couple people went, you know, and helped themselves into the area behind the ropes in the Capitol, whatever. Uh, the day after this, uh, Ron Weiser was asked in an interview and he he is the regent or one of the regents for the University of Michigan said, uh, do you believe that Trump bears the blame for the violence in the Capitol? Which right there, that's a loaded question. But his response, I thought, was pretty reasoned. He said, I don't know. I don't didn't read any of that stuff. And I didn't watch television. I watched Michigan destroy Minnesota in basketball. And that kind of contest is something that I strongly support. Nice. Is that not the most racist Trumpian thing you've ever heard? <laughs> no, <laughs> because that's what the change.org petition is asserting. They say, wait, that wait, wait, that wait, let me line, guess,
0: let me guess because he didn't condemn Donald Trump. Obviously. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Because he did not condemn Donald Trump. That makes him quote, and I quoting straight out of the petition complicit in Wednesday's historic and horrifying events. Um, other quotes from the petition, he says initially, or it said, Initially, we and many others tried to give Weiser the benefit of the doubt with regards to his comments on Thursday. Surely, we thought he did not condone the actions of a president, which have led countless members of Congress to call for the invocation of the 25th Amendment for his removal and forced Vice President Pence to move forward in certifying the election results in direct conflict with his president. Or, after pressure to clarify his stance on Trump's actions, Weiser did not relent. He released a statement strongly condemning those people who turned into a mob after what was supposed to be a peaceful protest. Those who broke the law should be held accountable. That racist.
0: Yeah, nothing will piss off a leftist more than you not giving into their strong arm tactics. Let me tell you that that's up there.
1: The day of the interview, he said, you know, he was asked, do you blame Trump? He said, I don't know, which is apparently a very, very uh Provocative line. And then he released a statement later that said, uh, he condemns the people who turned into a mob. Uh, it should have been a peaceful protest and those who broke the law should be held accountable. And because of these inflammatory pro Trump statements, they want to recall him from the board of regents of the University of Michigan. This is the state of university education in America today.
0: Yeah. Not worth it to send your kids to one of these colleges. Hate to tell you, they're not going to learn anything useful. It's all an indoctrination camp. I mean, I'm not sure if all colleges are this way, but we've heard stories like this way more than we've heard stories of colleges standing up and going, no, we believe in debate and having a free speech, blah, blah, blah. That is the rarity. This is what's happening all the time. And this is the main problem we have in america right now is that people are being silenced and even if you don't have an opinion on something you're now going to be blamed for not going along with the crowd in you know they're like hey let's string up trump and you're like i don't know anything about that oh well you're complicit then well no that's just means i <laughs> don't know anything about it but
1: i you you don't and and that's Ultimately, it goes to the, the core belief of the, the new authoritarian left, which is that if you're not with us, you're against us. If you do not believe lockstep with the hive mind exactly the same thing we do, then you are the other and must be destroyed. There is no doctrine of, of live and let live. There is no concept of leaving people alone. Uh, if, if you are a Twitter mob, you cannot abide the existence of something like rumble because God forbid people who don't agree with you talk to each other, let alone exist.
0: Right. Well, that's anyway. it. We don't, not only do we not want to hear from them, we don't want them to be able to allow uh, to have communication amongst themselves because of yeah. course they're all domestic terrorists, you know, and uh, out
1: of sight, out of mind is, is not a concept that is understood by this. If, if, If if something exists that you don't agree with, it must be destroyed. That is one of the most throughout history has been one of the most dangerous and destructive ideologies ever. And it is now the ruling party who have just uh, taken over all parties of the government.
0: Well, it's interesting, too, when you have the president, the highest of the high when it comes to leaders in the world, and is obviously the leader of the United States. When you read exactly what he said, I mean, his speeches are all public record. When you have his tweets, also public record, never once did he actually call for violence. Never once. If anything, he has said over and over again, peaceably, uh, peaceably, lawfully, and Uh, those kind of lines so i mean i
1: never saw that on cnn but yeah well uh, no but then if you're
0: going to go now (laughs) if we were a clip show we would have the super clip of all of the times the democrats actually called for violence over the past year including maxine waters who was out there telling people to get in the face of republican politicians if you see them interrupt their meals You know, don't let them. It's like, well, no, see, that's calling for violence. (laughs) Uh, That
1: that was like uh, Louis Gohmert, who got turned into the most horrible, violent fascist in the entire country for something he said on the House floor last week. Uh, Did you hear about this one?
0: I probably did. What did he say, though?
1: Uh, He he said, uh, here's a quote. I just don't even know why there aren't more uprisings all over the country. And maybe there will be. Was that Pelosi, right? that was Louis Gohmert on the house floor last week said that, uh, why did he say it? Because he was directly quoting Pelosi right. from last July, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and by saying that, um, uh, let's see, uh, Blake news from Politico quotes that out of context. Sarah Reese from Politicus says Louis Gohmert calls for more violent uprising. <laughs> uh, uh, Asha Rangapa from CNN said, holy shit, is Gomer encouraging more uprisings? Did I hear that right? Um, Jason Applebaum from KTVU Fox says, Louis Gomert literally asked for Trump supporters to commit violence on live TV prior to the insurrection. Why is he even there? Um, <laughs> Ezra Levin, Gomert is the id of the GOP caucus. He just said on the House floor, why aren't there more uprisings all over the country? The dude was literally quoting Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> and they but know that. I mean,
0: are they OK? I mean, they, you, do, they do have they? to know it. I mean, I think they, they have to know it and they're doing this intentionally.
1: I think I, either either they're they don't know it and they're complete idiots and really, really shitty at the job and shouldn't be journalists or they do know it and they're duplicitous assholes and shouldn't be journalists. But, man, the the M5M just went crazy over this. Well, and rightfully
0: so. I mean, it's like they don't understand, you know, I guess, one, people talking and quoting somebody else. And when they then take this and run that the original person, like the original person said it, it's like, and you wonder why people do not believe the mainstream media anymore. I mean, this this isn't even a question. This isn't like a conspiracy theory. This is pretty obvious at this point that what they're doing and they, you know, it's like this is what they do all the time. They will you know, they'll take a quote, they'll take a few words out of it, and then they'll add some stuff around it and then they'll report it as the fact or, you know, the the really right now what happens is something gets published. With anonymous sources being quoted, and this usually starts in the Washington Post or the New York Times, and once that is out there as the first article, well, then a thousand other sites base an article off of that, just like it's true.
1: Yeah, the Dvorak likes to point out the the tendency, the the CIA formula that they love to do, which is that they will they will find some. You know, the the Ugandan Times or something, some paper somewhere, and they will plant a story there because if, if you can, you know, somewhere in the world, there's always somebody willing to take money for a story. So you just plant a story that, hey, this this happened. And then you get the New York Times to say, well, according to the Ugandan Times, this and this and this and this and this is all true. And then everybody can say, look, it was reported in the New York Times. It was totally true. It's nuts. Yeah. Uh, it's it it's it's psychological warfare against the public that's what it is uh i do have to uh back up net net a little bit i kind of put him on the spot and he is is shouting in the troll room that uh that's not all of michigan that it's ann arbor which is uh is and i quote like an epicenter of rich liberal elitism and oh yeah i don't want to I don't want to bash on all of Michigan because, for example, there are two counties in the Upper Peninsula, which, by the way, should be a totally separate state. They have nothing in common with Detroit or Lansing. Uh, the The Upper Peninsula is a completely different country, practically. Um, but there are two counties in the Upper Peninsula who independently, apparently didn't even know that the other was doing it, uh, have declared that the Whitmer lockdown orders are null and void. Uh, Delta County in the Upper Peninsula declared that it is going to be a sanctuary county and Baraga County in the Upper Peninsula uh, released a manifesto signed by nine officials, including their sheriff, that they will, quote, no longer enforce COVID-19 restrictions. So there are sane people in Michigan. They're just not in Lansing or Ann Arbor, I guess.
0: It's 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 insanity. I mean, it really is. It's I know it's very cliche to say stuff like this, but. I really never thought we'd get to this point. And I think we're there. We're there. Can't trust the media. Can't trust anything that comes out of them. And I don't know where that leads people except to social media. And you can't believe anything you get at social media either. So what do you do?
1: Uh, well, um, I mean, we, we can, what we do is we, we get off social media. We, uh, when, when some official, it it tries to push out an unconstitutional order. Um, we just ignore it. Civil disobedience is, is the only way that tyranny can be fought without violent uprising. Um, I I think, I don't think there's anybody, I, there are very few people out there who honestly want some kind of violence. And a lot of them are the, the gung ho gearheads who probably never seen real violence. I, you know, I would venture the people who've seen real violence don't want it because it's awful. But um, if, you know, at this point with with the Supreme Court compromised with the court system, untrustworthy uh, lawsuits, I mean, lawsuits continue. For example, uh, you know, the one of the tech news stories I have was uh, uh, YouTube getting sued over search rankings yet again. I don't know if that's important, but uh, I'm not convinced that the court system can be trusted anymore. So what do we have that doesn't involve full on civil war? Well, we have civil disobedience. We have the ability when, you know, the, probably the easiest is to ignore mask mandates and say like Bruce well, Willis. Going,
0: yeah. Yes. Oh,
1: you have that story. <laughs> I mean, I, please so, tell me,
0: I mean, I, the story was he was in a pharmacy without a mask and everybody went, ah, and, uh, he just walked away without buying anything. But, uh, I mean Bruce Willis is standing up. I mean he's always been known as a bit of a conservative so it's good to see him out there not buying into this. Now I don't know if that's, Bruce that's Willis That's not
1: conservatism, that's liberty.
0: I understand. But in today's world, the yeah. I don't know if he's had COVID yet. I mean a lot of these celebrities had and that's, you know, my, one of my big questions is from the start of this, and I think we may have discussed this really early on was, well, now the people that get COVID and get better, as most do. Why can't they just get back into doing their normal things? Because you can't catch it again. And this has never still been rolled out in any way, shape, or form. You know, so if you're Bruce Willis, and and I don't know if he has, but let's just say, if he had the COVID virus, it doesn't matter. I don't think he should be forced to wear a mask. But let's just say, if you have already had it, that's an even bigger reason to be like, I don't need a mask. I already had it. I can't catch it. I can't give it to you. So what do I need to wear a mask for?
1: No shit. Uh, The only time that it even makes any kind of logical sense to ask people to wear a mask is when they actually have the virus and are sick.
0: Yes, that That, is when it's helpful. But
1: but then again, if if that's true, I don't want you going to the store. I want you staying home for the duration of your illness. Yes,
0: you should not be going out. That's not too
1: much to ask when you're sick. When you're healthy, it is too much to ask.
0: That would
1: make so, sense. I mean, the, every single time that I go out to the grocery store, I am the only person in there whose face is visible and it's depressing, but I do it because it's important for freedom that people see other people's faces. Um, that is the only way that lockdowns end is for people to stop abiding them. And that's going to be really, really difficult for a lot of people who are very used to just doing what they're told. But, if if you don't want the lockdowns mask mandates and constant dictatorship by your local health department to keep going until 2025 or 2030 We have it's obvious every single time that some person from the government says, well, if you just do this, we can finally be through this. We're not. Those goalposts have moved so damn many times. They're on rails. They're on train tracks. They're fucking attached to a bullet train leaving San Francisco and heading to L.A. at the speed of 10 billion dollars a mile. But we know those goalposts are moving. At this point, the only possible way we're going to get out of this is if we just collectively stand up and say we're not doing this anymore. I'm gonna go outside. I'm going to enjoy some fresh air. I like fresh air, motherfucker.
0: Now, did you see the quote from the Moderna CEO?
1: I which one is this? I like it already. Uh,
0: this was according to a CNBC report. The CEO of Moderna, uh, Stefan Bansell, B-A-N-C-E-L. B-A-N-C-E-L quote we are going to have to live with this virus we think forever
1: (laughs) no that's that's not how viruses work you get it once
0: that's not herpes the guy that's running one of the companies that's coming out with the vaccines uh it goes on to say yeah well
1: uh, duh hello how does he make his money he makes his money if people are sick and need a vaccine Uh, especially a vaccine that doesn't fit any of the definitions of a vaccine because it doesn't give you any immunity. It doesn't prevent you from getting sick. It doesn't prevent you from transmitting the virus to the others. The only thing it does is lessen the symptoms of the virus a little bit and then give you a bunch of really horrifying symptoms on top of that.
0: Well, if they lessen the symptoms so people don't die. I understand the reasoning behind it, but he says, I'm very, Except very concerned are dying after getting the vaccine. Yeah, but some people were going to die, not necessarily of covid. Um, sure. I'm very, very well, concerned that but, we've gone now from a <laughs> I, virus that we it, could can control say- to a virus. We really can't unless we do something dramatic. Again, this is the Moderna CEO
1: wait, we haven't done something dramatic already.
0: We right. We have to do something dramatic. Now (laughs) we have to
1: do something else. Dramatic,
0: something very dramatic.
1: Well, with the fucking lockdowns, I 15 days to flatten the curve. And and the curve was flattened. That's the beauty of it. And uh, yeah, they did, which is why they hopped to a different curve. They're like, well, which curves are still there? We got to, we got to flatten them all.
0: (laughs) It is going to be interesting. the The way
1: I can, the way I see it, if they can say that somebody gets in a car wreck after, can, you know, testing positive for COVID is a COVID death. Then I will tell you anybody who gets shot in Chicago after getting the vaccine, that was the vaccine killed them. Well, obviously. Who can play at this game? It attracts bullets, no
0: question yes. about it. <laughs>
1: the, the vaccine actually has a very powerful magnetic compound.
0: Yes, it just steers those flying little pieces of lead directly into the victim. But we do have some experts to thank for today's oh. show. Because That's we true. do work on this value for value model that we learned from John C. Dvorak and Adam Curry over at the No Agenda Show, and it's something that has been serving us well. I mean, I, I sent in a donation to No Agenda yesterday because I feel you know I own part of the money that we bring in here and on Random Thoughts because the audience. I mean, we've kind of borrowed a lot of the audience from No Agenda, so it's kind of a vig paying it back to them. And I just want to let everybody know, especially CSB in cold acid and everybody else who have been saying, get John C. Dvorak on the show, Get John C. Dvorak on the show, get John C. Dvorak on the show. We've now asked John C. Dvorak to be on the show. I will follow up with him in another email.
1: He has has not said yes. And if this is anything like his WATP appearance, it's going to take a dozen producers badgering (laughs) him over the next four weeks in order to finally get him to commit.
0: I will say this, though, it was a it was a well crafted note that I sent in because I did mention that JCD was by far and I put them all in caps, which I don't usually do when sending emails. But I said JCD was has been by far the most requested guest we've had from our producers. And he read that line and he paused and Adam starts saying something. And John's like, you want me to read that line again? <laughs> as if to, as if to <laughs> say, good. yeah, I like this. This is uh yeah. this is good. And Adam kind of it, it is a
1: good line, but level with me here. Have have there been any other guests requested? um No, everybody just wants. I mean, the Larry, way- but because he, I mean, well, somebody Larry, wanted but- the
0: flat earther guy that had kind of put oh, himself up there. But the, the JCD thing's been going on for months, almost since we started yeah. grumpy Benz, pretty much because we said we were. St- We were combining No Agenda and Cranky Geeks. These two concepts kind of putting them together. So there's no question that there's some of the John C. Dvorak DNA and from the shows that he's done in what we're doing here. So we hope that John will accept the invitation and come on. And like I said in the note, we are willing to discuss any and all tech things, anything John wants. If he wants to talk about wine, that's cool. If he wants to talk about vinegar, that's cool. Whatever he wants to talk about, we will, we will let him do so. It is an open invitation. We're not going to force him into any like, you know, to listen to us bloviating. It might actually be a show where both of us don't talk much because it'll be like, here's a question, John. And then we'll just shut up and let him go, which would be a lot of fun. So that is out there in CSB. You I mean if Bitcoin keeps going up, he he's he set a uh, he set a price, he set a bounty on getting John C. Dvorak in. So uh we'll see how that goes. But coming in today with our first executive producerships, and we do have two today. The first is uh, 7373 from Sir Howitzer and Dame Sexy, and they send in a note saying, just in case I lose all of my cryptos. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> there is that possibility. Yeah. We've been watching the We've been watching there, the Bitcoin. It,
1: it's it's volatile, but Bitcoin's always been volatile. You don't go into Bitcoin not knowing that. At least I hope you don't. It goes up. Um, it goes. Although down. I, I will give a, a free piece of advice from Grumpy Old Benz, and that is if you are concerned about the volatility of Bitcoin and worried about losing all of your value, you can instead send it to us and then you won't have to worry about that volatility anymore.
0: Right. Then we can lose it when Bitcoin yes. <laughs> Bitcoin craters. But. The note also says I wanted to let you know I love the show. Please take my money with a little smiley face afterwards. Be well. If we must. Yeah, if we must. Be well and cheers Sir Howitzer and Dame Sexy. Thank you to both of you, the lucky 7373 donation. And thank uh, you. We're, we're 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 keeping the uh the Bitcoin flame going. I mean, it's 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 been fun to watch. I mean, you're seeing more articles now. There was a guy And I thought this was just kind of funny because he had done a video way back in the day. So the people, I don't know what, who the people were that gave him the Bitcoin, but somebody commissioned him to do a video. I think it was a German guy to do a video, which kind of explained Bitcoin, kind of a, hey, check this out, this Bitcoin thing. And he has 7000 Bitcoin in a device. And he That's, lost the password.
1: That that be
0: worth a lot today. Seven thousand Bitcoin. I mean, a lot more
1: last week, but still yes. a lot today.
0: Yes, I mean, yeah, it goes up, it goes down, it cometh and it goeth. But I can't even imagine. Now, you want to talk about having a total anxiety attack and mental breakdown? I,
1: you, Wall Street bankers have thrown themselves out of skyscrapers for less. Yes, yes, they
0: have. I mean, seven thousand Bitcoin. Times, you know, 30, whatever thousand it is now. It's like, hell, I'd like five Bitcoins so 7,000. I can't, you know, I'd like one Bitcoin. I can't even imagine having 7,000 in a device. And the device that he has it in, I think it was a hardware wallet of some sort. Whatever it was, you only get 10 chances to guess the password before you're locked out forever. He's used eight.
1: Trying oh, my to- <laughs> gosh.
0: He's like... Uh, you know, I keep tr- think. I mean, can you imagine what your brain would be doing nonstop trying to remember? Because most people, you know, back then you'd have a password and you would think you can remember it, which is why pr- password no, managers I don't think I
1: can remember any password.
0: are very important. Um, So I feel for that, dude. I hope he I hope he finds his way back into his money. Yeah. But there was a there was a claim that like 20 percent of all Bitcoin and this is just guess because nobody knows, but about 20% was the claim, maybe lost, lost forever, forever. Yeah. That people yeah, just it. can't access. And, and
1: you know, Bitcoin advocates love to point out that, you know, Bitcoin is immune to inflation because uh, there, you know, there will be a maximum number reached and then no more will ever be made. And uh, yeah, but uh, Bitcoin is going to suffer deflation because it will, you know, at some point, the number that are lost due to hardware failure or lost passwords is going to exceed the number that are being created.
0: Yes. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Um, so yeah, if you, if you do the multiplication that was being tried in the troll room, but it was uh, coming back in scientific notation about $250 uh, million. Yeah.
1: That's uh, that's what that
0: is. <laughs> a quarter of a billion dollars on a device
1: that he can't access. Yeah, but, but try pushing that much through Coinbase.
0: <laughs> well, I think that was Coinbase, and would be like, no, no, I think you need to you need to go somewhere else. And that's what I still <laughs> like.
1: Leave. I'd I'd like this in U.S. dollars. They're like, um, yeah, we're gonna have to refer you to the IRS. Yeah,
0: you just go to them; they'll take care of you. Uh, but th- and the like,
1: IRS, the the IRS has a very friendly and easy to understand public policy. It's it's how much did you make in securities? Okay, give it to us.
0: Great, we'll take ninety percent of that, and here's your. F- Two million dollars that you have left after you, you know, about there, yeah. (laughs) It's a beautiful thing. This taxation. Once
1: you're done, you'll you'll probably be able to. uh, You you could probably buy a pizza with what you get off of it.
0: Taxation is theft, I tell you. Theft. That that it is. But also with an executive producership on today's show, our buddy Sir Lee Mofo, with double nickels on the dime, fifty five dollars and ten cents, and he says, looking forward to grumpy old bands and the rock and roll pre-show just as much as the no agenda show value for vociferousness. Thanks Darren and Ryan, certainly Mofa. No, thank
1: you, sir. And thank, thank you. And we're, I, I'm extremely happy to hear that there are at least some people who like this show, you know, even near, even close to as much as no agenda. Cause uh, I, those guys do a hell of a lot more work than we do. We just come up here and, and spew our minds into the microphone. So I am very happy that there are people out there who think that what we have to say is is worth listening to.
0: They do more work when it comes to production. There's no question because of the clips. But I think I think we're up there with research. I think we do more talking. Well, we definitely do more talking. And I mean, the research is probably on par because we have to know what we're talking about because it is just the two of wait, us talking. Wait, wait,
1: whoa, 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 whoa! Hold, hold, uh, stop! Uh, yeah,
0: stop. Tape, when stop did tape. that
1: policy start? Research. You have to know what we're talking about. Yeah, isn't that part of the show? Oh wait, no. Oh no, I do research, but knowing what we're talking about. No, see, it's actually I only... did not sign on to that. Well,
0: right. See, this is how the show works. I know what I'm uh, talking about, and you spew crazy stuff.
1: Oh, okay. See, it's a winning formula. Yes, it is. It is. And at, at least, least according we have... to Sir
0: Lee Mofo. Yes, and then we have the trolls. In the troll room available at noagendastream.com when we do these shows live Monday and Friday at noon Eastern time. That when somebody says something wrong, boom, they're right there to let us know. And we do appreciate that. Coming oh,
1: in, yeah, I, one way I know that the show is getting bigger is the number of corrections that I get randomly coming in. Like two days later on No Agenda Social, somebody will go, We'll have downloaded the show and finally listened to it and be like, sir, Bemrose, you were wrong. And we're all like,
0: yes, yes. Tell
1: him why. Yeah. I'm sitting here going like I'm, I'm skeptical. Never happened. I mean, I was adding people <laughs>
0: on talks, which is something we've talked about because of all of these deplatforming platforming things. And uh, we got cold acid. We were talking to him over there and truck driver and, uh, and J- J- Justin and uh um a few other people over there. And so it was cool. And what, you know, one of them was like, oh, I'm surprised you're like even giving out your talks because, you know, you're like, uh, you know, no agenda famous. And I'm like, "Who is is that a thing? No agenda famous. I don't think we're. Uh.
1: Uh, oh, are you kidding me? Do, do John and Adam have talks accounts? I don't think so. <laughs> so
0: we're, we're. Well, they should. I mean, if they do, they're certainly not giving them to us. But that may be how they that's how they should communicate. When JCD's connection goes down, you should have the little talks account and then you only give it to each other. Because it will make a noise when a message comes in. So that way you would know.
1: Oh, I have ways of making of dealing with the phone that makes noises when messages come in.
0: Well, no, it's not even the, the phone. I just run Tox in the in a you know on the the desktop. So that could just be running. That I mean that could be an interesting way to go too. So if you have to step away for a minute, at least Tox. If you send a message in IRC, I don't get any audio representation of that. Where in Tox, I would, it would go. And I'd be like, oh, okay. there's there's something to check out there. But I digressed.
1: Also, you were about to tell us about yet another one of our experts. Yes, a
0: a true expert that has been an expert for quite a while. Eric VM coming in with twenty five bucks and his note says to go along with your theory that people are actively listening and liking the show. He says episodes one twenty five and one twenty six are epic exclamation point. Thank you for your courage. Amen. Fist bump. Stir, Sir Eric VM Expert Baron of the Valley. So, one twenty-five and one twenty-six. We did two good shows. I mean, we could probably just retire now. We did two it in a
1: row. Happen eventually. I, I mean, two in a row though. That's that's high praise. Thank that, you.
0: That is the rarity. And then, of course, we brought Larry in, and that always helps because Larry has the golden voice, and he hates commies. I think even more than you do.
1: Yes, he, that guy, that guy dislikes commies. I You know, that's one thing I really, really appreciate about him is that he hates commies. And he
0: doesn't pull punches. Also with 25 bucks this week or for this show, we do two a week. I sometimes forget because they all seem like one big show at times. Dude named James comes in with 25 bucks, says from just some dude named James in Oklahoma. Thanks, guys, for your show. I enjoy it every time. Thank you for your courage. See, every show is good now. I mean, this is getting better. See, this is
1: this is getting a lot closer to my opinion.
0: <laughs> your opinion is that every show you do is good? Or uh, it,
1: it, necessarily so because it has me on it.
0: I don't know. But it's only fifty percent. Well, actually, if we were to go and run the tapes, I bet you it's more like sixty to sixty five percent Bemrose. I think you bloviate more. I'm a little more succinct. And you interrupt me a lot. Just saying
1: but that's what people seem to I, like. That's because my cats have stopped listening to me. I need to, <laughs> I, I need somebody to complain to Well, complain to your, the deaf cat.
0: That one uh, is, is the, it enjoys your rants the most. I guarantee it. Yes. I guess it's like,
1: it. I can't hear a word you're saying and you're petting me. So it's all good. Right.
0: He's just looking at you. He's seeing like your eyes bulging out and you're starting <laughs> to sweat. Yeah. And he's just yeah. like,
1: He's, he's like, can can you take that vein popping out on your forehead and just rub it down? To like, yeah, right there behind the <laughs> ear. Good.
0: Whatever works. And last but not least on the list today, our buddy Brian Hall with two dollars and ninety three cents. I think that is a recurring thing coming through through PayPal, which is a very important thing for us here to have a regular stream coming in to help us keep the lights on, keep the bandwidth going. We did have to up our uh, plan on our servers Because, I mean, too many damn people are downloading the show and we
1: we hit we hit the predefined limits for our ISP plan for because of because all of you are downloading the show too much. And all I can say is keep it up. Get Darren in trouble with his ISP.
0: No, they love it. They've never mentioned it. We've been getting notes every week from the ISP, which are automated, which they tell you how often you've hit your CPU cap and how often you've hit your memory cap. Now, when you hit the CPU cap, I believe it just slows things down or maybe vice versa. On one of them, it just slows things down on the other. Your site won't show up at all. And the last one was like 600 and something times in the week. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is getting excessive, which
1: is probably 600 downloads that, you know, people who would have been listening to the show live, except they could, uh, I don't know. Well, we're not
0: live. Oh, no. I mean, we do have, we do have a link now. Well,
1: we're, we're live, but we're using someone else's infrastructure for that.
0: Yes, that's the best way to go about it. And we did add the HTML5 player over on grumpyoldbens.com. So if you don't use a third party piece of software to get the no agenda stream, you can go to grumpyoldbens. No, and <laughs> Flash is gone. That's why I- <laughs> that was the other thing. And I was very happy because I went to the no agenda stream page. And it still had the old flash thing. So it just had the you know little area where flash would have been. And I went and grabbed a little, the code, which is only like two lines for an HTML five player. I punched the address of the no agenda stream into there. And I emailed it over to Adam because that, that server is under his control, not void zeros. Cause I asked void first yeah. and he, he pointed me to Adam. I'm just like, please, can you, can you change this? And you know, by the show, yesterday it was updated so that was really cool that you can now
1: just and yeah and adam adam pointed out on the show yesterday he's like and we updated this and yeah as if it was your idea
0: flash is now dead officially
1: progo was telling me something i haven't confirmed this i haven't looked it up or anything but progo was talking about in uh, something that fascinated me this morning before the show in the troll room uh, where apparently he says that uh, the last several versions of flash have actually included a logic bomb yes such that they will not execute any code period after a certain date well they and certainly
0: won't install because that's what jcd said he tried to reinstall one and it wouldn't even install so you know it's phoning home during the install
1: or or the last several you know, if if you've been a, a good little computer user and keeping up to date with all of your updates at some point, they put in uh, a a just a line in there that says if the current date is greater than this. I mean, I guess the way to find out if it's phoning home or just checking your system date is you change your system date. True. And you know, we, we used to do that to get around to shareware all the time.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. That was. Uh, oh, you. you Yeah. They had a time ending. So, yeah, just switch the date, start it up and then boom, because it only checked when the program was starting. That was the old days or cleaning out yeah. the registry and all of that. but. These are the kind of tips you learn here on Grumpy Old Benz, and we work on the value for value model, which means we do these shows, we put them out there, we don't charge anything, and we just say, hey, if you're listening and you got something out of the show, what did you get out of it? Was it something equivalent to a latte at Starbucks for five bucks? Uh, was it equivalent to you know having uh, a pizza, you know, 15 bucks, something like that? Was it, uh, do we save you? You know, did you did you save data that would otherwise have disappeared? I mean, you might have had a Bitcoin fortune that you would have lost if not for us. And then uh, just send us half your Bitcoin fortune. That would be that would be a good vig. I think on that. Don't be but,
1: greedy. I'd settle for
0: 30 percent. That's OK. That's fair. But you go over to Grumpy dot com. You can click the donate button. That'll take you to PayPal. That's a one time donation. Or you can set up a monthly donation from them. You can go to patreon.com slash Grumpy if you want to do a recurring donation there. We don't do extra content. It's just for if you're in that ecosystem, it makes it nice and easy. On grumpyolbens.com, you can also find the QR code or our Bitcoin address in text form if you want to do the Bitcoin thing. And you can find the PO box address to send us something directly via snail mail. And if your bank does auto bill pay, it's a great way to set up a recurring donation or a one time donation where we don't have to pay any fees. You don't have to pay any fees. And it just plain works. But we appreciate all of the experts that come in to help us keep the show going. It is greatly appreciated. As we've mentioned before, you know, we're pushing for this. I mean, they they questioned on the No Agenda program yesterday what I do. I mean, they said I was a magnificent, great person. Adam Curry then tooted that I was beloved by all. But they were wondering if I had a day job. It's like podcaster. I mean, come on. Yeah. You guys are podcasters. I'm a podcaster.
1: and And even even at the yeah. yes. Yes, you are. Even at the very end of the show, when uh, uh, Adam reads off the, you know, what show is next on the stream, he's like, oh, it's podcasting 2.0. It's Thanks, Darren. I'm like, fuck you. I'm the <laughs> one who put it. Uh, anyway, but I put you, that you episode the You are the one who the went stream. out to Darren or you are the one who went out to Adam and said, uh, you know, because I, podcasting 2.0 was not running on the stream. And the reason it wasn't running on the stream was when it first came out. I asked Adam, I said, do you want me? To put this on the stream. And he said, no, it doesn't seem really related. Now, I probably should have followed up and said, you know, a couple episodes later, like, is this still not something that you want to push out on the stream? But I didn't. I I let inertia take its place. And you went out and asked him, like, hey, do you think that podcasting 2.0 should be on the stream? And he said, yes. So it went on the stream. Yes. And he and now, said
0: that, that he just didn't want it released early and that he just, he understood it was just a misunderstanding. I did let him know that if he didn't know this yet about you, Ryan Benrose, you <laughs> can be quite literal. So you have to be very clear when you have that programmers thing at heart, which is like, you know, Hey, this is a brand new episode. Okay. It's on a week early. So if I say, Hey, do you want this to run on the stream? And you're like, no, well, you should let you know that. But wait, you know, in a week. Yes. Then then. Yes. But you did your if then else system. It didn't get the else. It just went if
1: gone. All I'm saying is that uh, humanity would be a whole lot easier to deal with if more people were logical like that. So now the podcast
0: index 2.0 podcasting 2.0, that whole beautiful program, which updates you on what's been going on in that ecosystem. Something that, uh, as podcasters, I need to listen to Sir Spencer's breakdown of this. I mean, it's it's hilarious when you're seeing all this stuff that's just, well, not hilarious, but it's interesting that podcasts that normally wouldn't cover this kind of stuff, which bowl after bowl normally wouldn't be like, well, here's how you get into taking your podcast. Yeah, you, you, know, you, you
1: don't normally think of that as a, a tech show about how to podcast. Correct. But, uh, I mean, if Spencer knows his stuff. He's worth listening to.
0: Yes, I agree it's like i need to learn from him because getting from point a to point b in all of these new podcasting things is not as simple as just flicking a switch quite yet it may get there but there's a lot involved when it comes to the chapters when it comes to the lightning payments going on while people are listening when it comes to the uh, you know the transcripts and all of this so we're slowly working in that direction now and of course if there's somebody that wants to help out with any of this kind of stuff that knows how this stuff works, feel free to reach out to us, darren at com or Ryan at com. I know when it comes to the No Agenda Show, it is, uh, uh, what's the guy's name doing the chapters now? There's a guy that's doing the chapters. Dreb Scott is doing the chapters for him. So, I mean, if there's somebody out there that knows how to do that and is interested in helping us out, You know, reach out to us or, you know, just kind of school us and how all this stuff works where it doesn't take, you know, the hours more to add on these things. Because there is still a return of investment when it comes to any of this stuff where it's like, well, we can spend hours doing this or we can be researching better content for the show. Which one is giving you more bang for the buck at this point?
1: These are hours taken out of my halo time. So.
0: Oh, you're still playing video games. Those are, aren't those woke? I mean, are they, are you still allowed to play if you're, if you're not a radical leftist or do you have to, you're, you're still allowed to play
1: games from 2010 that that don't,
0: do you have to (laughs) pretend in the online community that you're a social justice warrior? Like, ah,
1: Trump sucks. Actually, actually the trick for me was I abandoned all online communities a long time ago and and you know i was a mega gamer when the xbox 360 was a big thing uh and then uh, i moved you know, the 360 moved away and i moved over to some pc games and then i realized that I, I i don't have as much time for that sort of thing so um i became a casual and that might be all i should say about that unless you want to listen to my my brand new video game show which i'm not announcing with bemlet <laughs>
0: are you a casual or a casualty? Sometimes both. Oh, that would be a great podcast title for you, The Casual Casualty. <laughs> there you go. That that's pending right there. I, yeah. So that is that's your show. I mean, I know you were talking about doing a show with your brother Tony, aka Bemlet. Is it going to be about video games, or it's just like YouTube playing video games? And you're I'm going to not announcing
1: that? anything at all right now
0: because it sounds like you may get yourself into a Sir Metu situation, or what?
1: I I can neither confirm nor deny. Ah, Sir Matthew, where are you? You promised
0: us on New Year's Day episode four of Maps with Matt, and it is now January fifteenth. No joy, no joy. But I digress.
1: Do we have any other
0: stories for today? We are at the two-hour uh, mark.
1: We are at the two hour mark. Um, I've got the the uh, we told you so with regards to the NSA uh, advisory on uh, using third party DNS. Oh, yes. But I think third that's party a,
0: that DNS is evil. You,
1: you sent me that one. I think it's a little deep. We might want to push it off till next week. But the only way we can do that is under the condition that somebody reminds us to actually cover it next week, because <laughs> I have been accused of teasing too many things that we never get back to. Well, you are one hell of a tease. Um, the other one, which I like a lot more, is uh, have you heard of a an ISP called your T1 Wi-Fi in Priest River, Idaho?
0: I have not. Why they, would I hear about that? Well,
1: the reason you would hear about it, you wouldn't because it's just a local uh, uh, Wi-Fi only like it's, it's the you know, they have a big ass tower on top of a hill because northern Idaho is all mountains they they have a big tower on top of a hill that broadcasts as far as possible and it's funny their coverage map is all full of gaps and holes and stuff which <laughs> don't make any sense until you realize that that's all the shadow of mountains um but they will beam your internet to you um it's just a local thing they uh uh they, they their site i i looked at their site their site at the very bottom says copyright 2008 and it actually looks like it came out of 1998 it's, nice i mean I'm, I'm surprised there wasn't anything with the blink tag on that but, it's all geo cities um, like there yeah it is it very it's it's that style uh the quote on the website we solved the problem for slow dial-up and c- satellite get away from them today so they are offering you know in in the rural parts of northern idaho and and also northeast washington state um they are offering an alternative to satellite internet or dial-up those are Um, so they're not, they're not exactly broadband and, and their price list, uh, one megabit for $35 a month or their top tier is 15 megabit or 150 a month. Ouch. Um, that, that's, that's rural wifi. That is the reason I'm still in a city is because I need my internet, even though I need to get the hell out of a city. Anyways, all of that, uh, what really made them hit the news recently is, uh, that they were virtue signaling. They came out and, uh, said, uh, the company has been fielding calls from customers asking that the service not display sites on the internet that censor other people and they don't want their children to be able to access them. So, uh, your T1 wifi took the step of blocking Facebook and Twitter. (laughs) Yes. Does that make Um, people happy? Said there are too many people that have called for us to do one customer at a time, so we will be blocking Facebook and Twitter and any other website that may be censoring. Um <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying this is right, uh, it, but it's hilarious to be see it coming the other direction. Uh they are they're good, you know. They say, let's see, they also say our company does not believe a website or social networking site has the authority to censor what you see. And post and hide information from you, which is exactly what they're doing. So right. hypocrisy. It says uh, they don't have the authority to censor what you see, post and hide information from you, stop you from seeing what your friends and family are posting. This is why, with the amount of concerns, we've made this decision to block these two websites from being accessed from our network. So the reason that they are censoring Facebook and Twitter is because Facebook and Twitter are censoring other people and points for style. Yes. Because obviously, but censoring, you've become the thing you've you, you become the thing that you sought out to destroy. Well, <laughs> you're
0: censoring things. They may be leftists because we all know they leftists think more racism helps racism.
1: Uh, maybe, uh, you know, Northern Idaho, it might be blue douche.
0: If this was in April, I would say it could be an April Fool's joke. But uh, I, it,
1: it so uh, initially, when they first made the announcement, it was opt out after a lot of pressure. um from customers, uh, but also from local news stations, et cetera, people who were, oh, my God, you're censoring. You. How dare you not follow the narrative of the left, you racist assholes, you know, that sort of thing. Um, they have actually changed it. So now you opt in, which makes it kind of not a policy at all. Um, but you are allowed if you have this as your ISB to call up and opt in to I want Facebook and Twitter blocked from <laughs> at my ISB. You can do so, this yourself, folks. Uh, end result doesn't really change much because, I mean, it, here's a hint. You don't have to have your ISB block Facebook and Twitter if you don't want to go to Facebook and Twitter, because there's this really easy workaround. If you don't want to go to Facebook and Twitter, then don't go to Facebook and Twitter.
0: Yeah, but what if you want to block that easy. your kids or your wife? Then that's that's trickier.
1: Well, that's what capital or corporal punishment is for. Not capital. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> don't, don't discipline your kids with capital punishment. I'm not recommending that.
0: And I, I, um, there is one tech story that I had because I thought this was fantastic. I had
1: I had one further follow up, and that is that your T1 Wi-Fi might be in huge trouble because Idaho will not do anything to them. But because part of their service areas in northeast Washington state, Washington state has a net neutrality law. Uh-oh. And the Inslee regime has already opened an investigation to see if they. Uh, need to be slapped down for not being leftist enough and then they
0: could just go well we're just not going to do business in your state which is what everybody should do
1: but yeah i think that's probably true okay what what story do you have
0: did you uh did you hear about
1: the very last story of the show
0: the ntfs vulnerability in windows have you heard about this uh zero day
1: i i i I, i've heard about lots of them ntfs (laughs) has had a lot of vulnerabilities over the year what do you we have thinking this time.
0: This is from a Bleeping Computer, and I'm sure other places. But it allows attackers to corrupt an NTFS formatted hard drive with a one line command, which can be awesome. hidden in Windows shortcut files, ZIP archives, batch files, or various other vectors that will corrupt the file system index instantly. And they this is the first time I've ever seen this. In the uh, in the article itself, there is a link that you can click, which will do this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, OK, I'm wondering if this was a good idea. How many people
1: are I'm, actually going to do this? I'm tempted to load up my Ubuntu laptop and click it. See what happens. They they recommend, you know, if sure to, as hell
0: to do, not doing it on my Windows machine. Yes. They recommend to do this only. When you are using a VM that you can re-spin up, but the command that corrupts the drive is this. It is the, so if you're at the command line, you do CD, so change directory, C colon backslash colon dollar sign I three zero colon dollar sign bitmap. Allegedly that is enough to kill your whole NTFS file system.
1: It does. Do they say which version of windows this is current? Yeah. Okay. Because, um, that is, uh, that is a kernel path. And I'm wondering which service, you know, th- those get created when, when some team at windows needs an implementation detail and the, the dollar sign as the first character means that it's hidden from all directory commands and can only be seen if you use the kernel version of the commands to act, to do the full listing. Um, so some team at, at windows decided that in in probably for some kind of system maintenance, they need to make, uh, a hidden volume or a directory that is on volumes that does something. But, uh, the other thing, you know, NTFS supports, uh, the idea that you can junction, into a different file system provider. And that's probably my guess is that's, what's going on is if changing directory to that will, will junction into a file system provider that isn't the normal NTFS. And that file system provider does not expect a command line to be trying to make queries of it. And um, if so, um, you know, maybe Microsoft shouldn't have fired all their testers.
0: <laughs> maybe. Uh, it says what's even worse is that the vulnerability can be triggered by standard and low privilege user accounts. So, so that's also good. Um,
1: cold acid says that I 30 is the NTFS index attribute. Yes. Uh, I, you know what? I, I, I'm talking off the cuff here. Uh, I I kind of feel like I should go look this up. I don't know that I will. It does say Uh, it is. this is fascinating.
0: It's the NTFS attribute associated with directories that contain a list of a directory's files and subfolders. In some cases, the NTFS index can also include deleted files and folders, which come in handy when conducting an incident response or forensics. Although even bleeping computer says it's unclear why accessing this attribute corrupts the drive. And uh, Leaping Controller was told that a registry key that would help diagnose the issue doesn't work. So they have no idea why this is happening. But they say if you put that (laughs) command into a command line, it says the file or directory is corrupted. Windows 10 will immediately begin displaying notifications, prompting you to restart your PC and repair the corrupted disk volume on reboot. Windows checks utility runs and starts repairing the drive as demonstrated in the window below. After the drives become corrupted, they will generate error logs and blah blah blah. Um, But yeah, not uh, yeah, not good. I mean,
1: I I have seen not necessarily in NTFS. I was never I was never in a team that tested that component. But I have seen lots of bugs in Windows that were exactly this severe. And the only thing really notable about it is that it went out to the public. And again, uh, you know, I I. I went into Windows Seven and Windows Eight, and when you know when we were working on those operating systems, we were expected to run the under development operating system on our desktop as our primary systems for development, and so it it would get a whole lot of attention if somebody discovered this internally because you'd send out an email saying, "Yeah, you know, hey, look, if you run this command, it nukes your hard drive," and then. Uh, the responsible developers would immediately go run that on their test machines because you're going to wipe out the machine anyway. You reinstall the operating system every day. Um, the people who were a little bit dumber would run it on their main machine and end up repaving that machine. But again, you're going to reinstall the operating system.
0: Right now, uh, the, the interesting but, but thing
1: these bugs this bad came out all the time. But the thing is, they were all internal. the The only horrible thing is that this went out to the public.
0: Right. And one striking finding that bleeping computer has they said they shared this with the security researcher or that shared with them was that a specially crafted windows shortcut file that had the icon location set to c130s you know bitmap oh geez would also trigger the vulnerability even if the user never attempted to open the file so all you had to do was download that
1: well, it, it, you would have to try to view the directory that contains that shortcut. Yes.
0: Well, it says Windows that, Explorer the, immediately tries to display the file icon. So you don't even have to sure, open it. it
1: yeah, if it, it no, you don't have to open it. You just like if if it just appears somewhere on your hard drive but you never open that directory then it won't. But it in, it indexes the icons as soon as you try to look at it in Explorer, so that would do it. Yep.
0: Right. So if you download that to your desktop and then well, then for sure cuz the desktop's immediately going to try to look at the icon i mean
1: i mean that's that's a bad bug and i i would bet that it having been published in a i mean it's embarrassing but somebody at windows knows about it and they're probably fixing it and the next time that you're forced to reboot because microsoft is pushing out updates there might even be an update that you want but
0: updates just now today the ntfs issue impacts older windows xp versions as well according to new information
1: yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm sure it's fuck not going to try it on my WinApe computer. Yeah, so everybody out there, don't try that. Whatever you do, don't don't try this at home or at work or on any system you don't want to be paving. Right
0: now, if you want to take somebody's computer system out, that's a pretty easy little string to remember. If you can get into the command line and then you know quickly walk away, but we're not recommending that, of course,
1: of course. Yeah, that's that. That's on the order of uh the the, the kind of thing that you could walk yeah did you ever do this or was it just me you you walk into a computer store back in the day and you, you know you you do things like fuck with the screensaver on all the computers that are on display or, or i worked change at a you.
0: computer store i worked at a circuit city oh, and so you, radio you, shack remember you got
1: to deal with people like me doing yes. that sort of thing yeah okay
0: so, so i also did it but that's beside the point just in different stores
1: <laughs> yes
0: not your own store right having knowledge is a dangerous thing but that's why you're here on grumpy old Ben's and we will be back on Monday to impart some more knowledge and if you do this to somebody's computer feel free to uh you know send us a screenshot or some uh information on what went down to Darren at grumpy or Ryan at grumpy and we will share that with the whole class the next time we're together with that said until next time I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America just outside of where. The elections may be fixed, but we still got barbecued ribs.
1: And from America's left coast, where we are proud purveyors of low-key conspiracy theories, I'm Ryan Bemrose.